Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Can I be anything other than Johnny New Year? And today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of games. We're going to be talking about bunch our... Bunch of games 2023. Oh, hey. Our stats of 2022. And we're going to review Tilatum. So thanks for joining us for episode 118. Okay, before we kick off the episode, I just wanted to throw in there. I know I'm interrupting John's piece, and I'm sorry about that, John. What? Huh? If you were here, you, you know, all that nonsense. But I, I want to remind right everyone now. that we set up a buymeacoffee.com oh. account. And uh, so it's buymeacoffee.com slash Meepletown9. We've got some donations going on over there, which is really nice. We appreciate that. We set this up because if you if you if you want to support us, but Patreon is the thing you want, don't want to do that. If you don't want to support us monthly, I get that. You you might say, hey, I just want to drop $5 or 10 or 15 or whatever, or 20 or however many you, you want to drop at one time, you can do that. So this is the place to do that. We appreciate Doug for, for donating to that. And uh, we'll we'll recognize anyone who, who donates on there uh, in the future. So thank you for that. All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed like a sad clown. And there's tears rolling down his eyes. And his face has that real frowny, sad clown frown. You know what I mean? I don't. You don't know why? You don't know, but you don't know. You've never seen a sad clown with a painted frown? Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. I don't know why I am that way, though. Because Christmas is over. Christmas. Christmas is over. (laughs) This is your favorite time of year. You know, oh, it was. these it, you last know, two years, it hasn't bothered me as much. We we have not quite taken all of our Christmas stuff down yet either. So. I haven't taken any of mine down. None of it. Okay. Well, a little star or something my wife had outside, she took down. Okay. Yeah. So that maybe that helps with it. But these last couple of years, I've been kind of okay with it, just ready to ready to move on. But man, it's nice. I love. This well, I was gonna. Year. So that's kind of why I said it was I was gonna tee up a question that I've been pondering. I'm actually ready for it to be over. This year. And mm, I think okay. oftentimes I'm not. I'm ready to get back to normality. Yeah. Yep. Like I've I've had like this like two week stretch of working but not working, but being really busy with like parties, you know what I mean? And things going on. Yeah. And I felt like I've gotten no rest over the last two weeks. Yep. And I should have had like a day or something or uh, I coveted. So I coveted Dean. Last week, I one of my surprise gifts, or my only surprise gift to my kids, two of my kids were going to a Memphis Grizzlies basketball game. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. if you don't know, y'all, that's about three and a half hours from where we live. I've never been to an NBA game. My kids had never been, and they're super into NBA now. Like, they just want to play basketball all the time. They're playing NBA video games. They're just hype, hype super hype into it. Which, hey, guess what? Maybe I'll talk about Basket Boss as a little segue. Oh, I actually yeah. want to hear a your little, thoughts little on bit that. about basket boss, which is a board game. If y'all haven't heard that, but anyway, um, we go to Memphis and you know, I, I, I noticed my cars shifting gears kind of weirdly. It's an automatic, my van. And then as we come back from Memphis, an hour and a half away from Memphis, you know what happens, Dean? I do know what happens, but here's the thing. Literally the day before on Wednesday, I say, babe, I've been so busy. All I want to do is nothing tomorrow. Nothing. Oh, no. I just want to have one day where I do nothing. That's all I ask. (laughs) Then an hour and a half from home, my transmission blows, goes out on my van. We're sitting in a parking lot for like three hours waiting, which thank God that like 
Larissa's dad could get a tow dolly and I'd have to pay a bunch of money for that and and hooks up our van and tows it back and now I'm you know trying to figure out how many thousands five thousand <laughs> ish prop around I'm gonna have to spend to replace the transmission but the point being it was so busy and I'm like just one day one day <laughs> and then I get slapped with this not only do I have to deal with trying to figure out what to do with that car and now I'm gonna have to pay five thousand dollars <laughs> oh man that is the worst really it was is. all it's awful actually I'm the like, slap mm. in the face is is the i wanted a day of nothing that's it and then like you want a day of nothing not only do you not get a day of nothing here's a five thousand dollar bill uh, <laughs> not like a five thousand dollar bill here here's five thousand dollars no like it's, the <laughs> bill that you don't want <laughs> so yeah that kind of oh, sucked man but so uh, maybe because of that that kind of stuff going on i felt like it was happening like i was just like you know what this I've been so busy. I just want to go back to normal. How about you? Nah. I didn't have any of that eventful stuff. Did you get rest a little bit? I got the most rest maybe I've ever gotten. I got the least like this. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty nice. Now, part of that came from the summer. My wife is a teacher. We have kids in in school and the summer was completely booked. Not for Mm. me. I mean, it was for me too, but I still work during the summer. This is, I actually got time off during the break, you know, during the winter break. Okay. And I had requested kind of that we don't do as much stuff as what they did in the summer. And we didn't, we, we, we kind of did things as we wanted to do them. Like we had several parties and we hosted and all of that. But we also, we went ice skating Mm. one day. Where's my invite to your parties? Ah, you're not part of my family. (laughs) See that? You got to be family. Dean did get an invite to one of my parties. It was a reluctant invite. Oh, my goodness. You reluctantly invited me to your Did, party? Yeah, because I knew you wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had plans that night. I knew you would. Yeah. That's why I was like, eh, this is kind of a waste of my time because there's no, like, it was a kind of an impromptu party, and there's no impromptu around Christmas time for Dean because no. he's already got stuff going yeah. on, yeah. which is fine. So basically, everything was bad. booked for me, but it didn't feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes if you just like, oh, it's I have seven parties to go to in seven days or something like that. It wasn't that. It was, we had a lot of things scheduled with family and with and with friends sometimes. You too. do a lot of family things. We do. We try to. Especially f- this time of year because we, we were catching up, I guess. <sighs> my family gets a little, I think my family's been a little upset at me slightly because of how much I do with other people mm. and they want more, more time. Yeah. And well, they don't have it. They yeah. don't always get it, but I did, I did. We did get to spend time on Christmas and Christmas Eve with my family. So I was kind of like in your face guys. Yeah. Do you even like this? Do you even <laughs> want to spend time with me? <laughs> oh my goodness. But during our one Christmas party, our, our Christmas party, our one Christmas party with friends, I did bring out kites. Oh, and, uh, I don't know if I talked about that last podcast. If we had played that or not yet by then. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. We did. I, I it was it was it was a hit. It was had, a hit. Had you played it at that point? Yeah, you and I mm-hmm. played it first, I think, before yeah. I played it. Yeah, we did. Them. And we okay. talked about it. But I'm just saying yeah. like it was a really big hit at a party where there was just there were definitely some a few like gamers there, like Matt and Selena and stuff, but even with them they thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Played it at Christmas and it was done pretty well. Okay. I'm ready to get into that, but we got to do the poll stuff first. Yeah, that's true. I, okay, can we skip go. the poll this time? No, we're not skipping the poll. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I don't want to get into like talking about games. But uh, the big hit of Christmas was 12 Days. Ooh. 12 okay. Days. I played that with uh, my family, my like my kids and my wife while we were in Memphis. I played it with my family at 
uh, both parties. And let me say this. It wasn't a huge hit. Like, I don't think there were many people that were like, I love this game. It was just an easy one to teach and everyone enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah. So, okay. Um, The poll. Uh I don't know if you may have heard. You may have not heard. Right. If you're, if there's you're one, a U.S. There's one of John's statements. U.S. citizen. Which is an inter- I knew this. Yeah. I knew that I would alienate our um, friends that are outside of the U.S. potentially here. But you didn't potentially. care. Well. <laughs> for this one. That's no. why I actually I, I put an answer for them. Right? For mm-hmm. those who may not know. So there was this big hoopla. What? The day after Christmas? It was the day after Christmas. It was, yes. Yeah. yeah. So and, I, then, and then the next day, the yeah, next two days after. I'm Christmas. at the gym. My son's been going to the gym with me. I open up Facebook while I'm waiting for my turn, and I see 50% off board games at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> huh. But, like, I'm sitting back going, like, okay, do I like much at Barnes & Noble? Funny, funnily enough, the week before, I had spent $80 on Caper Europe, which we'll talk about here in a bit, and Sagrada, because I wanted another solo, a game I could play solo. Right. Sagrada is so freaking punishing solo, by the way. Just FYI. And then there's also like cards. I never that, played this so There's the, cards yeah. that could come out that it's just like there's no reason to to use those, I think, in a solo game. That makes sense. Because, I've never played solo because I have the app. And the app um, I just play that instead. Yeah. Well, anyways, and I could I could I'm not gonna go into that, but I spent eighty dollars there, and then all of a sudden, oh wait, there's a sale, half off. The two games I bought were there in your face, John. <laughs> Barnes and Noble could have got oh, them half were off. There. Yeah, they were oh, there. Yeah. They were both there. Anyways, uh, there was a big sale at Barnes and Noble, and so the question is: Did you buy any games at the big Barnes and Noble sale? Um, and here's the thing: even if you this is uninteresting to you because you don't know anything about it, we're gonna get a list out. I asked people to list out games they bought, so that might be interesting to you. Like, oh, well, let's see. Dang, I wish I could have gotten that. Don't you Ooh. love it whenever everyone talks about, like, all this stuff they find at, like, Goodwill, and you're like, well, I'd never find that. Yep. Yes. I think especially when, when, again, people who are out of the country that yeah. we typically have, that, like, Target does a big sale or big sales. Yep. Um, Barnes & Noble usually does an annual one, and, it, like... If you're, if you I don't like, have I these care stores, about Barnes and Noble one. Yeah, but Barnes and Noble one's way better than Target one. I, I bought something me. at the Target one this year, though. I know, but, but you're right. That's yeah. I think they typically have better games at Barnes and Noble. Did you see the hauls that people had? And I know you're going to talk yes. about it, but man, somebody, somebody, I think in our group said they they had somebody. Or maybe I read this somewhere else. Somebody ahead of them in line bought six hundred dollars worth of games. Maybe, no, that was on Facebook. It was on Facebook group that I wow. saw that. They said they didn't know the person and that person wasn't part of the group. Yeah, but was, you could, I mean, you could resell if you don't like it. Like that's, well, let me, let's get, like, okay, go, that go, was go, the part of stuff. my scenario. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't want to buy a bunch of games to re, okay, sorry. There was, <laughs> so yes, I bought a bunch is the first. Yes, one or two. Mm-hmm. No, nope. Or what sale, which was the question, which I wanted to have people that maybe were overseas or didn't know anything about it. I'm going to say B, one or two, although that is the right answer. I said you're saying that's the right answer. Yeah, I think that's the right answer. uh, That is the most popular answer. It's not. Green Team wins. Nope. By the way, I'm horrible at Green Team wins, so (laughs) is that any surprise to you? Because this game that we play (laughs) is basically Green Team wins, and I always lose. Yeah, like you're supposed to guess what everyone else guesses. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what the popular answer is. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> that was the third most popular answer. We could have made... That wasn't made, even one or two. John, we could have made green team wins. I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent now. Yeah. 
this is what we play every single week. We could make we a could game have made called this into like a game. Dean takes a dump on a pole. Like you know what I mean? Like you that's, just you, I, that's Green Team wins has that's a, a little bit of to it. Yeah, but I mean like <laughs> th- that would be kind of funny. But the problem is is there's not enough listeners to uh, not, not that I'm not, uh, thank you for all of our listeners. There's not enough to probably make money on it if we called it something like that. No one would know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't think you have enough listeners. Even Dice Tower probably couldn't come up with a game that you're probably right. Name that exactly. and do well. Yeah, that's anyway. right. Okay, a Dice Tower game that's specifically about that. Yeah. Then, okay. uh, then nope. I guess that's right. Okay, that's right. So forty-four percent of people did not buy anything. Wow, but that's crazy okay. though. I mean, if you think about it, you should have guessed nope. Like you should have realized that everyone that answers a poll that most people are not going to have bought something, right? I think it's because the answers I was seeing, and I didn't look at any of our answers on the Discord yeah. or anything like that. So it's I don't know what people said there. Purposefully, I, I stay away from those answers. Yeah. But I, uh, I I was just seeing what people were posting on Facebook groups and some you just got Twitter stuff. And I got excited. Yeah. No, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The next one was what sale? Mm-hmm. Question mark. And that was 29% of people. Wow, know. okay. So, But that's not terrible. So like 29% of people didn't know what it was, but that means 70% did understand what it was going on. 44% of people said, eh. Then we've got 19 at one to two games, and 7.5% bought a bunch okay. that saw this poll. Okay. So that's not bad. Yeah. This was one of our more voted on polls. It's funny because you, my guess, yeah, it, I don't know. This... It worked out really well for Barnes and Noble overall to sell that mon- that much stuff. I don't know how much they were making off of those games, but did you at see least some it- of the post? There was one that was a person just going off about how this is the end of board games. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, I've seen it. I've seen. I a guess it's of the end posts. of hardback books, and it's also the end of Barbies because they were fifty percent off as well. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Nobody told me. about yes, that they part were. Of it. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, because I- my niece was. We thought I can't remember if we got one for her or not. I think my, we got one for before the sale. My guess is that you probably have a lot of people that are like, okay, my New Year's resolution is to not buy any board games. And so hit them up with a 50% off sale right before that. And just, Boom. Yeah. Well, they have to clear out stock and stuff because that's yeah. that's the thing is you you have a ton of stock before Christmas and you got to get rid of some of the stuff. You know what excited me more about the sale is what's coming out next. What's going to fill the shelves after they do that? And I went there yesterday because my son wanted to go and pick were up. Were they a filling book. shelves again? They were not yet. No. Was it pretty Although, slim? Pickens, it looked or? like there was some stuff. Okay, so I went for the second day of the sale late in the day. Again, purposefully, because I didn't want to. There were a lot that I was really interested I in. I called Dean. John was calling me and texting me. I was like, stop it, I man. Know. I don't want to know these. I went back the next day because I did want some expansion stuff. And I did get a couple of Marvel. I got one uh, unmatched unmatched. One of the expansions was there. One of the Marvel ones. And then one of the dice throne uh, expansions was there. So I I did get those and I picked up quirky circuits and I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. Oh, you did pick that up. It was 10 bucks. I told you I was one who told you about that. I know you did. And 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 it was still there. Oh, that's right. You you didn't see it until after I was gone. Yes. That was the one land versus sea. They still had like 20 of those. And that one, I know that I like, but I did not pick it up because I would only ever play that with you and Jonathan. I think you picked it up, right? No, we got, uh, Dean, a Meeple Town resident gave us that game. No, no, that's a different game. No. Land versus Sea. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh, Air, Land versus, Land, that's Air That's what and I sea. thought you were talking no, about. No, no, no. Land no. versus Sea. Yeah, I actually picked that Yeah, it's a really good game, but I know I'll probably only ever play it with you and Jonathan, so I was like, that's fine. I don't yeah, we'll talk one. about that one. Okay. I think we'll do a quick talk about that one. So um, I'll, I'll do my, uh, what happened with me, and then I'm going to read a few comments about people and what they bought and stuff. So 
I'm working out. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I, I'm kind of reluctant because it's kind of like the target thing. You know, I've got a ton of games. Um, I have to get rid of a bunch of games. And so I'm reluctant to buy. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't happen always, but I kind of got the buying bug. You were excited. Yeah. Like we get there and like, I'm just kind of like looking at a couple. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll pick this up. But my wife kind of gets excited. I think a little bit as we're going. Cause like I, I picked cryptid off the shelf and I, that's one of the games I bought Dean. I bought crypt, which is one that I, you know, we'll, I, I, I might hit, well, we're, we won't talk about that. Okay. So I played cryptid the other night and I enjoyed it. I'm glad I got it. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent. I'm game. going through a new phase in my board gamingness, and maybe this will be talked about. And Dean has said this; he's excited about my <laughs> new phase. I got a big smile on my face right now because this is. I asked Jonathan this when I was at his house the other day. I'm getting. I'll get back to. to this is just one sidestep. We were looking at all his games, and I go, Jonathan, do you just kind of get to where you games maybe like to lay them, but maybe not? Maybe this was amazing of like a a midweight euro or even a heavy euro that doesn't have a lot of theme. Like, you're just like, yeah, but I got a lot of games like that. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it has some cool mechanics, and like, that's cool. But but I think I'm getting to the point to where I'm like, I am leaning back more towards theme now, or something different, like kites. Wildly different than yeah. any other games that yeah. I've played. Now, I don't love kites, and I'm not going to pick it very often. I'm just, just so you know, so don't run out and buy it. But it's fun for just like a party game with people who don't play games. Yeah, yep. But like games like Caper Europe, which we will talk about, that is like feels kind of thematic. Do you think it feels kind of thematic? It, it does. Just, yeah, it's I got would say really so. cool art, and mm-hmm. it's this back and forth, you know, whatever. And so games like that, I'm almost more drawn to at this point because it fits. Even if it's not thematic, if it fits a niche that I don't have, right? Encrypted was that. I didn't really have a lot of deduction games, and. I played with my I played that game with my wife twice. She did not want to play it and didn't love it the first time and it warmed up to her the second time. Of course mm-hmm. she won. Usually yeah. games warm up to her when she wins. Uh but it's not one that I'm going to bust out all the time, but I'm glad to have it in my collection. I don't see myself getting rid of it. Yeah. Cuz I think that will be fun for that. But I picked up uh as I kind of got I picked up Cryptid and I had that and then Dominion. I only have Dominion Intrigue and I've been wanting to get and that one's very take thatty. And I've been wanting to get regular Dominion. I know it sounds silly. I've played it a bunch, but I just don't own it. And it was $44 half off, 20 bucks or something, you $22. Have the second edition? Is that second edition that you picked uh, up? Yeah. Is your Intrigue second edition? Do the, I mm-hmm. guess what I'm asking you, do those match up? I don't. They do. Oh, I don't okay. Know if they, I don't know if okay. they matter or not, but it is Intrigue second edition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so, you know, I bought that. I had those in my hand. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... I, my wife goes, Hey, did you see King Domino up front? And I'm like, Hey, let's just, cause I was going to spend my own monies. We give each other our own like allowances. I know that sounds weird, but like, basically like, this is my money. I can, do, I'll do whatever I want to with it. Mm-hmm. You have your money, you do whatever you want. We don't argue, you know, we do the same thing. Yeah. I we think that's smart. Yeah. I just, uh, you know what I mean? Like, so if you're spending, she buys these dead gum teas for like $10, like for one cup of tea. Mm. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> but I don't have to anymore. I don't care what she does. That's her money. <laughs> um, and and so I was going to spend my own monies on some of these. And then she's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I've been wanting to play that. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I don't really care about that. And I'm like, hey, let's just, what if we just did a second little Christmas mm. and allowed ourselves to buy a few games here and just, and she's like, okay. So we picked up that. It was like King Domino with the Age of Giants expansion, um, which I played that last night and 
it's fine. I've never played the expansion. Uh, it's it, it's kind of take that e like there's some things that put some tiles that will come out that have giants on them, and you have to like you give them to your opponent or you put them on yours, and you have to cover up a crown, mm. and you can move them off to your opponents as well. There's some tiles that have like mm. footsteps, and then they have to cover the crown. I don't know if I need that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't need that. But they did have in game scoring. Do they have that in some of the other ones where it'll say like. For example, like if you have water at the corners, you score five points per water at the corner. I loved that part of the expansion. Yeah, I'm trying. I've played so many different versions of that now yeah. that I just don't remember. I, I I can't even remember. King Domino Origins is the one I've played more recently, and I don't remember if it has it either. Yeah, we reviewed that know. too, didn't? Yep. We? Anyway, did you, so. do you have the? It did. The Giants one did come with a tile tower. To where it pops out at the bottom. That's right, and that was the That's big deal. Noise. That was a big deal that people. Now Target did an exclusive for a while that On had that, that too, but I don't have. I don't. Have I the did like tower. that part. It's yeah. fine. So that was fun, and then. Uh, we were. I was like, well, I guess that's it. And then Jonathan's like, hey, there's this other little section. Like, you know, the, it was on the other side of. I didn't see it. Oh yeah. And they had land versus sea. Yeah. Which I'll I'll, I'll talk about these here in a minute. But um, I did. I just, I wanted to save the ones that I haven't really talked about. We've talked about King Domino before and stuff. Is why I brought that up. Yeah. Uh, so I picked that up, and then I find New York Zoo, and I'm like, mm, I've played Polyomino games from Rosenberg. I'm Polyominoed out on him. And then my wife was like, I kind of want to play that. And I'm like, well, okay, like that's the thing, you know. I'll rec- I, you know, we've been married for 18 years, but the thing that turns me on more than anything else is when my oh, wife goes, "You want to get King Domino?" Because <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't do that. I don't have a wife that like gets that. Ex- she always plays. She plays against me a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. But she doesn't like get excited about or say, "Let's, hey, could you go buy that?" Never. It just doesn't right, happen. Right. Yeah. So whenever she says it, I'm like, whoa. Okay, <laughs> so that's what I got. Land versus Sea, uh, New York Zoo by Rosenberg, uh, Cryptid, Dominion, and, oh, what do you call it? What did I say earlier? King Domino. Did I say that one yet? You just said that. I, said that. I don't remember what else you were missing, though. Oh, Cryptid, Dominion, King Domino, Land versus Sea, and New York Zoo. Anyways, I got all that for under $100. Because you already had Caper, right? Yeah. Okay. I got all that for yeah. under $100. Yeah, that's good. So uh, that was like that was pretty awesome. So what did other people buy? Real quick. Jennifer Davis said Barnes & Noble's two hours away. Otherwise, would have been tempted. Mm, yeah, that's that's okay. that's a decent amount. Uh, Peter Schott said, considered it, but have a lot of games. Didn't feel the need to go to the closest Barnes & Noble to see what they might have. Um, I have to say, though, like there were some good games on the shelves. I was surprised. Like there was Dune Imperium. Yep. There was um, Caper Europe. That I mean, I'll just say that I, I did enjoy that. We'll talk about that later on. Fantastic Factories, which was that not left whenever you? It was not there. Okay. I, I probably would have picked that up because I've been interested in that one. Well, Roger Wink waited till the second day. It was mostly picked over. Says got Fantastic Factories and Terraforming Mars Prelude, which there was quite a few of those. My wife didn't like that game. I would have easily bought it. Jamie Epstein says Land versus Sea. Ah, and Sushi Go, great. Mm-hmm. Um, last month was able to find Red Cathedral for fifteen there, but yeah, they had Red Cathedral there for fifteen. Uh, you know, Ares Expedition. Let's see. Uh, Matt finally caved and got Wingspan and Mind uh, Management. I guess I did MGMT. What is that? That was another should one. I should have bought in. that one. Was it there when you when you got there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. should have. You should have bought that one. I told you. Because I thought you might get it. Like, you know, whenever you're, like, trying to get your brother or sister to buy something you really want. 
I think when you called me that day, I was like, in my mind, no, don't buy games, Dean, mm-hmm. and like slap myself in the face. It's way easier to do that when you're on the phone than in front of you. It is true. It's true. And yeah. then and then I was like, my family was going over there the next day, and that's when we bought those other ones. There but I'm I'm glad that it was picked through mostly because oof, you could have been bad. crazy. Yeah, it was it was definitely, and I got there probably around eleven o'clock. And it was they were it wasn't picked through, but there were people were just snatching them up yeah. left and right. Sydney S said no deals in Canada like that. Sorry, Sydney. Um, Evan Halbert, not for me generally. Uh, I definitely get jealous of all the games that people acquire. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of you know, uh, and how much space I can take it before my wife gets less excited about supporting yeah. my game habit. That's that's me. Yeah. That's me, Evan. I have got a lot of games to sell when Tennessee Game Days shows up. Here's I the will thing. have 40 or 50 games you're for gonna sale. See, you're going to see them. All of those games yeah. are going to be for sale on those Facebook marketplaces soon. People are going to play them. Yeah. yeah. Or just not open them up. Yeah. So, but Steven I got to sell some stuff. O'Rourke too. answered this, said, only got Cat in the Box and Poetry for Netherlands. Nether- no, Neanderthals. <laughs> poetry for <laughs> Netherlands. <laughs> That's a game John's been working on. Now the cat, cat's out of the bag. Now that's going to definitely probably be an inside joke now. <laughs> Steven will probably hit me on that. Cat cat in the Box. Is that the name of that game? Yeah. That's the trick-taking one, right? I don't know much about it. Like I've heard I've heard of it, but I, don't, I can't remember. I think that's the one that I'm hearing really good things about. If if I think that's right. Yeah. I'm going to look that up while you're talking. Well, Evan said that he really enjoyed poetry for the Netherlands. <laughs> Neanderthals. Uh, So that's really cool. Uh, Steven also said he came close to pulling the trigger on Spirit Island, decided to pass. Man, I love Spirit Island, but that is definitely a game that you have to invest yourself in. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, lastly, on the board, on the guild, I'm going to just read some of these out because, hey, we're it, this Christmas is over, but Meeple Town's going. Let's read some of these things and see what you should have picked this one up. Cat in the Box, by the yeah. way. Yeah, it's trick taking, and you can it. play two players. Well, oh, okay. Bezier Games. Nick mm. Hayes got Lost Ra- uh, Ruins of Arnak for thirty bucks, and he's played it multiple times so far and loves it. Kicking himself for not grabbing Cowboy Bebop Space Serenade. Wow, it was there as well. It was still there when I when I went back the next day. Mm. Pope Lando says nothing like that in Australia. Bummer. Sorry. So let me uh. Let me hit up the Twitters real quick and see if anyone much responded on there. And then we'll, I know I'm this real is, excited to talk about games. This, here. I know this is a little more lengthy, but I just feel like, I feel like we had a moment in Meeple town where we, a lot of us participated in something together. Yeah. That's so true. I kind of that's wanted true. to read these out. Uh, so Ryan got um, fantastic factories and picture perfect, which oh, see, you and that Ryan have a lot one. of similar tastes. See, that's you? another one that I probably would have picked I, up if I was there. So it was good that I wasn't. I told you about those. Yeah. My response to Ryan was Dean wants both those, but he didn't. Not Picture enough. Perfect was one that was, so I'm guessing people brought some back because it was back the next day. Uh, so was Dice Throne. It was back the next, uh, no, I'm sorry, yesterday when some I went. Some people returned, like probably got like, oh, I probably shouldn't have bought that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But now they're full price, so. BJ got Imperium Classics. Um, those so were all still on the shelf. Yeah, no, that's a really good game. I, I ended up selling mine just because it's a, I've got a lot of game like I sold deck, there's too. a lot of deck builders that yep. I would that's just faster and stuff. But that's a fun game. That's a fun game. Hard to get to the table though. Yeah, that's only that's only it. So anyways, uh Seth Gonzalez said I forgot about it, but probably for the best. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay. Well there it is. We all as a community either bought games or didn't buy games. Yeah. <laughs> Knew about the sale or didn't know about the sale. Woo! 
Okay, so I I have a lot of games that I could talk about, by the way, John. I know that we're not going to talk about all of them, but I'm going to be brief on a couple of things that did happen. I'm going to hit a bunch of games up, but pretty briefly. Okay, let me talk quickly about my game day with bunch of games. Jonathan and Darren. The game day that never happened, okay? This... I this was invited was, to said game day, and I rejected it. You did. You, you did. Know, wasn't that? It was a day after Christmas. So here's what happened. Which was great. I got to go to Barnes. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot to mention this. Sorry. I was at Barnes & Noble oh. searching, and then all of a sudden, I see like the weirdest looking guy I've ever, you know. I, sorry. I was I was going to say, I don't want to say anything inappropriate. I saw Do Jonathan you, Mullins. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan, our buddy Jonathan was there at the sale with his daughter. She was looking great. But I'm All just right. saying, like she, I don't. <laughs> why did you make a face like that? I did not. I did not. <laughs> Jonathan, you all right? There? I, just, I just mean like his. I just meant comparatively speaking to him. Okay, to the weird looking guy. Yes, Jonathan. That's okay. what I was telling. <laughs> so here's what was. Dean's su- getting weird now. Here's what was supposed to happen. All right. The day after Christmas, Darren's in town. He's he lives in Indiana, but he's from Nashville, and and so we were supposed to get together the day after. Christmas. Jonathan was also going to come. John was invited, couldn't come. Rick was supposed to come. Rick with uh, Game Point Cafe, which is where we went to go play. Okay. On the way there, it was Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon, Nashville 2022. And it it did come down. I mean, I mean, Snowmageddon in Nashville was like an inch and a half, maybe two inches. Maybe. They no, got, not you, two inches. Nashville got it more was, than Murfreesboro, right? Yeah, maybe two, but I don't think it was two. By the time I got there, the roads were covered, and it, the roads were a little slick for sure, but there weren't many people on the roads at all. So Darren and I get up there, and Darren, his plans changed, and he said, hey, I won't be able to make it, but I can come early in the morning if you want me to, and then we can play for a little bit, but I have to leave by like 9 o'clock or something. So we're like, I was like, okay, let's meet at 7 in the morning. You come play, and then Jonathan's going to be up there anyway, so I'll still have somebody to play with. Then Rick's going to come a little bit later. Rick got hurt and couldn't make it, and he was also feeling sick, so he he was out. Jonathan wasn't going to be able to leave until a little bit later, and by that point, the snow had come down so much. He was like, nope, sorry, I'm out too. And I don't blame him. I I would have done the same thing. You don't want to get – you don't want to – do you want to get stuck out of board? I mean, if you're going to get stuck. I did. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to be stuck, that's the place to be stuck. I'm not going to lie. I In my mind, I was like, I'll be stuck here all day, and that's okay because it's supposed to melt by the afternoon anyway. So I was totally fine with it. And that's almost what happened. But then Darren's plans changed because his family couldn't make it out because of the snow. And so they canceled their plans. So Darren and I got gaming all morning long. He still had to be somewhere at like uh, noon or one or something. So yeah. we, we played for like five or six hours. Here's what we played. I'll be fast. Okay. First thing we played was heat. I'm not going to talk about that much because I've already talked about it. It's getting hot in here. Heat is a great, great game. It's so good. Wow. So good. You are really, you're really. That's all I'm going to say until this one up, man. you and I get to. It will be in my top 10, pretty sure. It's not going to be. I don't even think wow. it's going to be my top five necessarily. Maybe it will. But it's really, really fun. Anyway. Okay. I'm okay. going to hold off and talking more about that until you and I can. You get a chance to play it. But you, I mean, he's been telling me before I do my top 10, I have to play this game. Yep. Do you think it's going to actually make my top 10? Uh. Maybe, maybe. So yeah. like a borderline kind of, kind of like maybe the game we just played, the way I felt like with you, like, 
there's a chance, but it might not. Yeah, it's probably not going to make it with me. But but mm. but he's, okay, then yours isn't going to make yeah. it with mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. It's a game and a game, meta gaming. Mm. All right, yeah, I'm just so, not going to like it. So I don't know if it will, but you are liking more thematic stuff, and so possibly. Okay. Here are the other two I'm going to talk about. One that's been on my shelf of shame for a while is Star Wars Destiny. You have played this before. Yes. Um, I had it for a little while. I have not, but I've been getting... I got a few things at a flea market recently, and I was like, I got to get to this This to the table. It's the one that you have been wanting to play for three years. This is a dead CCG game now. They don't make any more stuff for it, but it means that there's a lot of stuff out there for cheap right now. Because people are like, yeah. They don't care. No, I'm mean, yeah. You, there, it's not good. You can't get anything new, so. Yep. And I don't care about the collectible aspect. I just wanted to be able to play it. And so I did. We played... Uh, I gave Darren a deck to pick from. He picks, um, I think he was the the good guys. I was the bad guys. And That makes sense. He had never played it before. I knew it well enough to teach it. I kind of soloed it just to learn it. And I really like this game. This was fun. For this style of game, I think this, okay. is, this is really good. The dice rolling, I think, is probably what turns some people off because you have some, yeah, it, some randomness sure. in that. And there's some take that with that too where you somebody's got a really good die ready to attack. And it's just sitting there. I can make you re-roll that if I yeah. have a card that does that, or I can make you discard it. Or it's a take that game, which a lot of these CCG, you know, head head to head games are that. But I think the dice, the dice, is probably what made people not love this game as yeah. much. But I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it quite a bit. I'm hoping to get my oldest son, ten uh, year old, to play it. I think he would enjoy it too. He's really into gaming right now. I'll I'll talk about that at some other point. But he's requesting games a lot, and so. That's Hopefully amazing. at some point we'll get to this. That's amazing. And the last one I'll talk a little bit more about. I didn't like Star Wars Destiny that much. Okay. Do you have stuff no, you want to get rid of? <laughs> no, I already did. <laughs> you just had the starter set, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just I was like, eh, okay, out of here. Anyway, Reiner Knizia, two two to four player game that just came out this year called Longboard. You seen this one? You heard of this one? Uh I have, and I saw a picture that you sent. Yep. That's, it was we had some giggles out of this one. Yep. But anyway, uh, you had some giggles, I was an adult. Lo- Longboard like is always. A new Reiner Knizia release that came out this year that has feels of um of Lost Cities a little bit. But in this game, you are basically building up your your surfboards and they're going to have different symbols uh on them and you're trying to build up uh, basically what triggers at the end of the game is you get four boards Oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. J- uh, Darren taught me this. You're kind of botching this right now. Bro. I think it's four boards with four cards on there, but one of them has to have seven. And then you can end the game, but you don't have to, I think is what that was. Okay. And that's all you're going to be doing. But what you do is you're going to, on your turn, you can either draw a card and put it into your reserve or play a card. Okay. You can also, you can take one of the cards from your reserve and put it in, I can put it in your reserve and then take one of your cards from your reserve and put it into my uh, uh, directly onto one of my boards, which is kind of cool. So you got some. It's not. It, I guess it is. Take that, but not really. It's mm-hmm. it's not really. It doesn't feel mean at all. But it just has some player interaction there, and that's it. But I I enjoyed this one. I thought it was pretty fun. It's nothing that's gonna wow me. I'm not gonna go out and pick it up or anything really? like that. I'd rather have Lost Cities that does some of the same things because what this does, and, and there's in-game objective scoring, which is pretty cool too. But what it does 
similarly to Lost Cities is that you are risking it the more boards that you start. Mm -hmm. So I can start as many boards as I want, but I'm going to lose points if I start too many. Gotcha. Uh, especially if it only has one card, you're going to lose, I think, two points. And then if it only has two or three cards, you're going to lose three, uh, one point. Okay. And so Darren lost some points that way, and it was a pretty close game, but overall we liked it. Okay. Fun so um, successful then? The, the board game? Yeah, board? I would say so. Pretty, I would say pretty happy overall? Yeah. Uh, Heat probably took a little bit longer. I will say Heat is a little bit of a tricky game. We'll talk about that when we event inevitably okay. do review it. But playing through one round, and not one round, almost one lap really, before things really start to click in that game. So they really and start then to it, heat up. And then it makes sense. Yeah. There it is. Right. All right. Well, hey, by the way, you mentioned that the Christmas board games was our last episode. It was not. Our last episode was a showdown between Ready, Set, Bet. I told you that right before the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the reason but, I was looking that up was because I didn't want to talk about a game we talked about last time because we've just been going so lately. Just a lot. Just a bunch lot of, of games. games yeah. You know, our Christmas episode is one of our least listened to episodes, just so you know. I, no, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But Dang the it. people who like those games get real excited about it. They do. So... Let's go ahead and let's. Uh, I'm gonna give you some quick thoughts on Sagrada. Just okay. throw, throw it out there. I got that one. Uh, the reason I bought it was because I've been wanting to buy some more solo games or games that I can play solo that are fast, right? Mm -hmm. And that I don't have to like. I love Spirit Island and stuff, but I don't always have time to set all that up or whatever. Um, you've wondered if I would like this or not. I think it's cool. Um, if you don't know what it is, which I want to, I mean, you're drafting dice and you're putting them onto a window seal, but it can be fairly like unforgiving. I feel like in that game, if you're not putting, if you accidentally put a die in a row where there's in-game scoring, so you're going to score points for like the pip number on a particular color. You're also going to score based on like these in-game scoring cards and stuff. And if you mess it up, it kind of reminded me with like the punishing nature of tiny towns. Like they're going to put a certain amount of these things on here. And if you screw it up, you could be hurting really fast and bad fast. And, but I, I like it. I, I liked it. I'm not like over the moon about Sagrada, um, but it's a fun little dice drafting game. I'd never played it before. I don't know why. Like it's, it's probably one of the games that's the most popular that I'd never played. I'm, I like it. I'm not saying I'm like, can't wait to keep it forever. I don't know. It was fine. It's yeah. pretty good. Pretty yeah. good though. What about, what do you think about it? Yeah. I, I've always liked this game quite a bit. Yeah. My wife, surprisingly, she likes it. Okay. Which is why I've held on to why well, I, I like it more than she does. So that's yeah. probably why I held on to it. She doesn't like that. You don't necessarily complete your window. Yeah. That was really bothersome for her when she plays that, which is funny because she really likes patchwork. You don't always complete that. I mean, I don't know if I've ever completed that. Yeah. I feel like I'm more likely to complete Sagrada than I am Patchwork, but but that's that's kind of where she is on that. Something about that not completing. Well, I guess because you have the amount of the perfect amount of dice to be able to complete it, but you, you. rarely rarely do that. I, you can do it. I always complete it. Do you really? I have actually most a lot of time, I, but I don't do well. That's why I was reluctantly I, don't I was do saying well. rarely because there's a lot of ways to manipulate the dice yeah. to be able to put them in there. So. That's right. Yeah, which it's cool. I mean, that's it was, yeah. I, I I don't know if I would. I think I spent like forty five bucks for that at Barnes and Noble before it was on <laughs> sale. I don't think it's probably worth it for that price. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you get tons of dice and stuff. It's beautiful. it's a beautiful game. It's an yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, fantastic. It's just game. one that's probably going to hover in that like seven and a half range for me. Like yeah, yeah, and but I think I probably will keep it because uh, it's a. Th fairly short got a little thought to it you know game i can play solo or with my wife relatively quickly 
I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off and say, I also played, speaking of solo games, I went ahead and picked up for myself. I bought myself a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Sprawlopolis. Oh, I also right, got yeah. Ugropolis. I haven't played that yet. But Sprawlopolis is from Button Shy Games. If you don't know about it, it has 18 cards. That's, what the, that's Button Shy's thing. And you're going to take three cards right off the bat and flip them on their backsides. And it's going to give you three scoring ways to sc- that you can score points in the game right. and potentially ways to lose points in the game. Um, so it may be like every you know park that's next to an industrial type um, cause you're building a city here, um, thing, you're going to score X amount of points, but maybe if you have something this type next to that, you're going to lose a point for everyone, you know, something like that. Right. They're also those based on how hard those are to complete, there's going to be points that you have to get to beat the game. So this is a solo game or a cooperative game. So, you know, a, a card that's really hard, you might only have to get three points, you know, so you'll add up all three of those cards and it may say you need to score 21 points to win. And on your turn, you're going to just play one of the cards on the city side. It's going to have all four different types of uh, terrains. You can cover up sections of cards. You can lay cards next to them or whatever. Let me tell you, for an 18 card game, it's phenomenal. It is very thinky. It is tough. I lost like five times before I finally won my first one. But for a game that I can put in my pocket that doesn't take up tons of space, it can take up, depending on how you're covering up the cards or just laying them beside each other. So good. I get the hype on this game. This is the one that... You should get this. This is the one... Yeah, I've, I've been told that before. Darren really likes all those button shy games. Um, this Right? That's button shy? Yes. That, yeah. That's the one that always gets the most hype, I think. Yeah. That I always hear about the most. I don't know if that's the best one or uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's I think it would probably be a consensus as probably being the best. That'd okay. be my thought. I mean, I would I mean I would probably give it like 8 out of 10 almost. Like it's I mean for what it is. I'm, I'm telling you for what it is. It's yeah. 12 bucks yep. by the way, y'all, too. Like I don't know what it is to ship it to other countries, I don't know about all that, but in the U.S. it was twelve bucks plus not very much shipping. I went ahead and picked up Agropolis as well, which is like you can expansion for it or you can play it solo by itself. I can't remember when when we went to PAX last year. They have Button Shy has their booth where they sell all their all their games. They have a lot of games, by the way. Yeah. Well, Darren is a is a collector of all of those games. I'm telling you, that booth was like some kind of a crack dealership or something. It was. It was. Well, they're so cheap too. Well, right, but there's also at least at the time. This was a year ago now. At the time, there were several that you couldn't get unless you paid a uh, lot of money for. But they they sell them at conventions sometimes. So it was like, hey, you got this? Yeah, I got it. And you know, like <laughs> sliding money across the table, putting in envelopes, and I was like, I'm gonna get shot right now. This uh, is this is what I felt like. I want to play Circle the Wagons from them. That was the other one i'm not always well, talk to darren he's played all of them yeah i'm not sure. always interested in their games like i'll be real but i mean maybe i should be i've, I've only played this and tussie mussy tussie mussy is the only one that I've and played. I, that was fine i like tussie mussy that it was, was fun it's fine yeah anyway. but uh, anyway hey if y'all are looking for like a game that you can play solo or again you can play multiplayer but it would be cooperative that you can like like i'm just gonna keep it in my backpack because I was eat- so Matt and Selena and I went to lunch after church on yesterday, Sunday, no, whatever day that was, and we're sitting there and it took forever for them to bring our food and I'm like, dang it, if I would have had Sprawlopolis, we couldn't be playing this right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. So anyway, cool, really, really cool game. Okay, I've got. A, I'm gonna talk about my my Christmas day with my wife's family real fast. They're they're the game players. My brother and sister in law love playing games, so we get together for a whole day. Usually, most of that is playing games. Amanda's parents don't usually play. When we start playing the games after breakfast, they're like hanging out by themselves. We have lunch and then they leave. 
This time we convinced them to play. They played So Clover with us, which they really liked. We played Green Team Wins with them. They really liked. I loved it. I love the fact that they joined in these games and never play. And and I think they'll play them with us when we do that in the future. So I'm going to say that real fast before I get into the games that we played with her brother and sister-in-law. Because I want you to specifically hear about two of these the, the two I'm going to talk about the most, and I want to hear your thoughts on whether or not you want to play these. Oh, you have played one. You have not played the other one. Sorry. Okay, so we played our normal Christmas games, the Christmas tree and Santa's workshop. Those were always big hits because we already, everyone knows the games and everyone knows that we love them so much. But I set up Ink and Gold because uh, we needed a few minutes to kill some time. We were going to play something bigger. And uh, that never left the table for the rest of the night, basically. And until we played this other game a couple times, and then we played okay. Ink and Gold for the rest of the night again. Ink and Gold, I'll start off with that mm. one. Ink and Gold is a push-your-luck game where you are flipping over cards, and you are determining whether or not you're going to keep going or you're going to come out of the temple with the jewels that you've gotten so far. So you flip over a card. If it has jewels on it, you split those up between everybody that's among everybody that's in the temple, mm-hmm. Okay. And then you flip your card to say, hey, I'm going to stay in or I'm going to go. Why would you go? Well, there's bad cards. When two bad cards of the same kind flip over, then anything you have outside of your tent is going to be gone. So anything you had been collecting is out. Everybody is out. And only the ones that came out with the jewels are going to be winners. But if you come out too soon, then the other players that are stuck in there, they're going to get more jewels because now we're we're splitting this with one less person that's in there. Okay. Here's let me tell you what happened in one of these games. The the um a bad card flipped over, okay, the very first card. Mm-hmm. The second card was an artifact. Now, artifacts are a little bit different because if you take an artifact, you just you you take it, but you have to be the only one that, that comes out with the artifact. So only one person can leave with that artifact. Everybody left, and so nobody got the artifact. So here it is, me left in the game with only one bad card and one artifact. And you drew horrible. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to draw a 17 gem and get seven. Like I was going to win this game 100%. The next card that flips over was the double of that first one that flipped over and I lost yep. everything up until that. Sounds about like you. Yeah. It's, and I had a game where I won absolutely no jewels the whole time. Nothing. Not a single one because I pushed my luck so much. I love this game. It's wow. fantastic. I think I like it better than can't stop. Wow. Because everybody's going at one time. I mentioned this on the on Discord. It's more interesting. And Rick said, well, yeah, but you're also like the trash talking that comes with, with can't stop is, is very present when everyone else is taking their turn and like trying to get other people, the meta game of trying to get other people to, to push their luck. So anyway, <laughs> you didn't like Ink and Gold. Though. So here's the thing, and I told Dean this. I played Ink and Gold when I was in Taiwan at a – board game cafe and it was kind of taught to me haphazardly rushed and I didn't I don't know if they even told me the rules right so I hated it but <laughs> but I mean I want to give it another chance because I have it rated as a two on BGG oh, like I just it was, but 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 here's the deal and I should probably maybe I should erase that because hearing as much as Dean liked it I'm sitting back going I bet they taught me wrong like I bet they screwed some rules up and that's why I didn't like it so, anyway, um, I, I, yeah, I'll give another chance. Hated that. Can't stop. By the way, I bought the hard copy of that. Don't really like it. Hard copy. <gasps> okay. 
I love it. I, I for what it is, I really like Board Game Arena because it goes fast and it tells you all your options immediately. But when I was playing, like playing four players, and like we're waiting for everyone to roll the dice and make all their decisions, it can take forever before it gets back to your turn. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'm like, it's going to the cell pile. Like, I'm just like, eh. Anyways, yeah. so yeah. Okay, I'll. The other one we played that night was High Society. This is a, another Reiner Knizia game. This is a auctioning game where you're high society. You all have a bunch of money, millions and millions of dollars millions. at your disposal. Everybody has the same amount of millions of dollars. And an item comes up for auction, like a yacht. And this, this item is going to be worth a number value. And you're going to get points at the end of the game based on the numbers that you have, okay? So if I have the total of like 17 value at the end of the game and you have 16, I win the game. But there are cards that are the red cards that come out. And this is the timer for the game as well. Once four red cards come out, the game is over. Three of those red cards are times two, so it multiplies your score. Mm -hmm. One of them is half of your score, and there's some other negative cards that can come out. There's a negative five that comes out, and the way that works is we're bidding on that, but the first one to back out of the bid is going to be the one that uh, takes the card, and everybody else has to lose their money. So mm. everybody's going to lose their money that time, as opposed to only if you win the good stuff. So it's it's a little backwards on how that auction works out. Here's the kicker. Here's the thing that made my family want to flip the table. My brother, I thought, my brother-in-law, I thought was going to flip the table. He so was you get serious sometimes? Mad, mad, mad. It's because he had the most points both the games that we played, but... If you spend the most money, you lose. You lose. So it's you're like not QR high society anymore. It's just like QE. It's QE, like QE sorry. in that aspect. It plays out differently, but but it's like QE in that aspect. Well, that's that's the rules. That's why would it wouldn't be fun if you get to spend all kinds of right. Money. And he was like, "But I have the most points." I was like, "Right, but you you're not high society anymore. Like yeah. you have all the stuff, but you don't have any money." And so he was like, "Okay." I said, "Well, let's play it again." Now that you know that rule, he did the exact <laughs> same thing. I mean. Exactly the same thing. I mean, if that rule wasn't in place, you could just buy anything you want. Yes. Yeah. I think it's I think it was fun. I really enjoyed it, but okay. nobody else liked it at the wow. time. It was a four player game. My wife didn't like it. My sister in law thought it was okay, but I she she won both games, I think. I'm pretty sure. Did you think it was great or just pretty good? Uh it's not great. Okay. It's not great. So you I give would it rather, like a seven or something, maybe I would rather play QE. I would rather play for sale, which is different, but yeah. it's it okay. still has some of that. Um but I want, I'm going to hold on to this because I want to play with some other people okay. and see. I, I'd like to play this with you, maybe Jonathan, and you know some fun people to play this with. And uh, Not that they're not fun, but they... Yeah. Mm, it was so funny. I was like, you know that you're going to lose. And we got through every single card. There were no surprises in that game of what mm -hmm. was going to happen. And he still spent significantly more money than anyone else. It wasn't even close. Wow. So anyway, oh, wow. fun game, high society. Well, um, let, me, let me hit on real quick. So, and how much time has this podcast been going? <laughs> we got because uh, we see. we've played so many games over Christmas. We're break. fifty minutes into it. Oh, we're good. Yeah, but we still have two other things. The other things will be pretty brief, I think. Okay, so um, again, I mentioned earlier that my kids are really, really into basketball, and my kids don't really love board games that much. They just don't. My two oldest, and so I saw where Jonathan had said meh on this game called Basket Boss, um, which is a re-implementation of a game that's been out for a, quite a long time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it is. It's a game also that I watched Tom, Z, and oh, I can't remember who else they had in there. I'll give this 8 out of 10. 
like they were pretty big fans of this game. And so I was like, okay, well, you know what, even if, even if I don't love it, maybe it's something that my kids are going to get excited about, but in the, it's an auction game. So you're trying to build the best basketball team. And so you're going to have players, player strips that you're going to be voting on. And those players are going to score, have a different amount of stars depending on what round they're in. Mm -hmm. So it might start off as a five-star player, like comes right, you know, like you've drafted them or you've gotten them to come to your team, but they're on the back end of their career. So they're really strong right now, but it's, they're going to start slowly kind of dwindling off or maybe they're a, a rookie. And so like, you know, they got one star for the first two or three years and you know, they're only going to get you one star, but then at the end, bang, you're going to be like doing really, really well. Well, you have these positions that you're filling all your positions or whatever, and there's a little more to it, but basically every round, whoever has the most stars wins the trophy for that round, which mm -hmm. is different points depending on how many players you have. But then you, you do that for like six rounds. And then at the end of the game, you count all your trophies that you've gotten plus every single star you have right now. So you could, if you decided you were going to just go like crazy early in the game and get all the trophies, I think you would probably struggle to win if you had like really bad cards, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the game. So I thought that it was, I thought it was cool. Nothing that I would keep personally, but if they'll play it with me, I'll keep it. I'd like to, I'd, I'm, I'd be interested to see if you would like it. Does it tell a story? That's the question I have when you're talking about this. If it tells a story, that sounds like that would be really cool. Not really. I okay. don't think so. I mean, I think it's mostly like, you know, they have cards that you get like physical therapists and stuff. Like you could, you dra you get to pick one per round. But I don't, I think you could make up a story, but I, it's almost like, hey, I've got 12 stars. I win. Hmm. Okay. You know, every year you slide the, I don't know if I made that clear, you slide the player strip up one. So, you know, that will change, obviously, the stars, which right, I said earlier. Right. But um, <clears throat> I, I think I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on it. I, you know, I would probably give it like, you know, six out of 10, you know, something like that. Like, like yeah, I would play it, but it would just be in a specific situation. So, um, yeah, and I think that's about how Jonathan felt about it as well. So the idea that core idea of how those players age up and it is really cool. I like that. But if it told a story, I think I would really like yeah. it. It makes me think of, you know, back in the day when I used to play dynasty versions of Madden football or, you know, NCAA, you see these guys go through their whole career and I, but it doesn't sound like that's the feeling. No, you get. But I mean, Hey, you, you agree with Tom a, a decent amount. Not always, not always more than I do. Yeah, here's the thing. It, the same thing happens to us, but I noticed that this on Dice Tower, on all channels, this happens to you and I, mm -hmm. and probably even today, I would imagine, when we do our review. Yeah. You, hive mind, right? And so, like, if one person is really hype on the game, you can you can sway people in that direction. Because it's like, wow, they're really excited about this. Maybe it, I'm now, a it can do more the, excited It now. can do the opposite, too. That's true. You know, but but I, I've seen that more... Um, the Jurassic Park Legacy game that mm -hmm. th they gave a four and everybody's like, what? I don't, I'm going to sell my game. I'm going to burn my copy and all that. Well, you had all of them give it a four, which means probably they're influencing each other in yeah. their, you know, it, just like anyone would do. Yeah. It's not slamming them. Yeah. So anyway. Slamming them. It's, ah, slam dunking. Was now. this game a slam dunk? No. <laughs> layup? Maybe a layup. Like it was, it, Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to play with my kids, and and it was not not fun. It was it was it was cool. It was an eight out of ten all the way around. No way in okay. my book. But but you know, um, I did get the Kickstarter 
version. Thank you, Jonathan. And so I have metal trophies. Ah, uh, nice. That's that's cute. It is it is cute. Okay, maybe we'll play it one day. I'm gonna talk about probably one and a half more, and then I'll be done. There's okay. there's a bunch more to talk about, but one because I've already mentioned that I was gonna talk about it. Quirky circuits that I picked up. How are you gonna talk about half of a game? You'll see. Okay. I'm just going to talk about the fact that it was fun, and uh, I'll leave it at that, basically. Um, Quirky Circuits is a programming game where you are cooperatively trying to... In the first scenario, I've only played the first scenario of this. You are moving your little kitty cat robot around the room, vacuuming up the floor. This is the game of programming a Roomba, is, is what this is, which is... Does that sound exciting, programming a Roomba? I mean, is that... What's a Roomba? You know, there's, there's. I know what a Roomba is, but I was just adding them together. A Roomba, you know, I don't know. It was pretty bad. This is a joke. Like that joke kind of sucked. Okay. Oh, there we go. You you redeemed yourself. Okay. So we all have cards in our hands, and we're going to play cards face down in a programming manner. And you know, you have an idea, and you can't communicate while you're doing this. Like I can't tell you what I'm putting down, but you can see I have a card that it's either moving forward or backwards, or one that's turning. You can see that. Yeah. And that's it. And we, we have to play four cards, and we each have to play a card. We're playing this a four-player game with, with my uh, kids and my wife, okay? Okay. So once you do that, then you flip all those cards over one at a time and move the robot. When it run, This one, now they work differently throughout the different scenarios. In this first scenario, when it hits the wall, it turns to the right. Uh, okay. Sorry, to the left. turns to the left. And you just keep doing that. You have 12 rounds. That's the battery. And the 12 rounds, if you haven't cleaned up the floor and brought it back to the docking station, then you lose. But if you do, you win. We won, but wow, we were terrible at this game. We were all over the place. We won with like, out of 12 rounds, I think we had run down eight or nine rounds before we won. But I had a blast with this. I thought this was a really cool game. And I think the kids really enjoyed it. I think Amanda really enjoyed it too. We were going to set it up and play it immediately after that. It's a pretty quick game. Yeah. And then something else came up and we just couldn't do it. And we haven't gotten back yet. So this overall, is cool. the family enjoyed it? Yeah, this is a great family game, I think. It's, it's just 15 to 30 minutes. I bought this for $10 at Barnes & Noble. So, you know, I was out 10 bucks if we didn't enjoy it. But so we'll, totally worth it? Yeah. I mean, if we play through the whole thing, it's... 10 scenarios, a dollar a scenario, it's way worth it. But the problem is it's got two miniatures in it, and the boys are like, I'm not going to play this again until you paint the miniatures. (laughs) (laughs) But they'll be pretty easy paints, so once I paint those up pretty quickly... We'll play it, but this was a uh, this was a hit. I'm I'm glad I got this one to the table. Funny enough, Jamie uh, Jamie Epstein, who commented earlier, he and I were next to each other at the flea market last time, and he had this for sale, and he is because he had a second copy of it, but he really liked it. I almost bought it from him. Yeah, I should have, but I did not. I bought it this time, and fun times. There you go. I'm gonna hit up two quick games, and then we'll dive into uh, we'll we'll chat about Caper Europe together, and then do the Tolatum thing. I'll, I, and if we do, if we still have time, we'll talk about a little bit about our board game stats. But I'll go ahead and say, you know what my most played game of this year was? Hmm. A game that my son got for Christmas because we have played it nonstop. He comes up to me wow. multiple times a day. My This is my youngest, my nine-year-old, who doesn't rarely ask to play board games. Cuphead, the fast-rolling <laughs> dice game. <laughs> you told me this. I have forgot you, about have it. Have you seen the video game Cuphead? I have seen the... Like uh, the art? The oh, the TV cartoon. show, the cartoon. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So the video game Cuphead is a like a 2D like platform. It's a platformer. It's phenomenal. Ooh, it's phenomenal. Okay. Really? No, seriously. Yeah, because you play like every... 
most 60% of the levels are like bosses and that's it. Like this, these long boss battles. It's so good. Is this on switch? Yes. It's I'm telling it's hard and it's good. It's and it's good. Okay. I'm looking like, it up while you're talking. No, no, you have to buy it. Like if you haven't, if you want to go back to some old school feeling games and it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, probably one of my favorite games ever. How about that? Wow. That fast. Okay. The art is unbelievable. You love the art. I can tell already. Kind of has that like classic Mickey Mouse, like you know what I mean, that classic cartoonish kind of feel to it. Yeah, the it's phenomenal. Well, they have a a board game, and my son was having a hard time figuring out what he wanted for Christmas. And I was like, hey, well, you know, let's go look at this. And we watched a video. Well, this game was like fifty bucks for the board game, and so that's that's kind of expensive, you know, for you know a big chunk of you know his Christmas. Like I don't spend a ton of money on my kids' Christmas, but he says I want that game, Dad. And I go on BGG and I'm stunned. It has 7.3 rating. Like I'm expecting, you know, they do this IP and it's just, they jack it up, right? You know, it happens oftentimes. Or it's a mad game. Like, you know, some of the Christmas games we talked about were pretty mad (laughs) that were, that had IPs. Well, in this game, what you do is you're fighting eight bosses. Like it's, uh, you're going to fight one at a time and you're going to flip over three cards and it's, it's very simple. And it's going to have like some symbols on each of those cards. It may say like run or jump or, you know, duck. And you have six dice and it's going to go one, two, three, and you set a timer and you just roll. And if you don't place one of your dice on your player board that says duck, where that card says duck, then you get hit. Hmm. But if you have an extra space next to them, which you you could potentially have two, you could fire back. And if you shoot them, then you shoot them. That's kind of it. Your kids would love this, Dean. Okay. You're just rolling as freaking fast as you can, and you're just trying to kill these things. And over the course of the game, you're gaining money, upgrading your weapons, upgrading charms. Uh, not only can you beat them, it's just like Cuphead. They'll give you a, like a score at the end of the game based on how many hit points you have left over, like... Our first one was like D minus, like we won, but barely, you know, and I actually think for, and this is a, uh, this is from the OP. I actually think for what this is, it's a great game. Hmm. I do. Now, would I go buy it to play through the campaigns myself? I would not. But when my son says, do you want to play dad? I'm like, cool. Yeah, let's play. I think, I think you might really like this one, Dean. I like to play with your kids. Okay. I'm, I'm the trying to download the game right now oh yeah um, no you you will so you need to give us an update on the board on the video game i and, need to play the video game and if they like the video game then yes, I'll, I'll do that yes, i'll do what you will, did dude yeah. my kids love the video game i mean like i absolutely love it like my, my nine-year-old especially but it's, it's a it's a difficult game i want to tell you that right off the bat you can play on like an easier mode but if your kids like it, it will take a lot of like replaying bosses and stuff to beat. Like they're gonna have to have a little bit of fortitude. You're talking about the video game yes. right now, not the okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. have to have some fortitude. Like it's kind of like old school gaming that way, right? Like you yeah. have to play them. You're gonna yeah. have to learn how they move, what they do before you can beat them. But so good. And this game was good. If if you are a Cuphead fan, it could be worth buying. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it for myself, but I enjoyed it with my son. Like I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten. Like I'd usually be willing to play it. I wouldn't suggest it, but. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. The last game, briefly, game? briefly, I'm going to talk about is Bonanza because probably a lot of people have played Bonanza. This is a game where you have beans in your hand, bean cards in your hand, and you are planting those bean cards, and then at some point you'll harvest them to get the the coins to get the. Most Were there coins. a lot of jokes about Dean the Bean or anything? None about Dean the Bean, but it was myself, Stephen, and our friend Joey, who doesn't really play a lot of games 
playing it in one room and okay. the, our wives were all in the other room and we were like screaming at each other because there's <laughs> there's trading and and you know yeah. trading beans with each other which is the part that you probably you wouldn't like you you do like this game do, do you oh i really like it oh, okay yeah for, i mean for again for what it is as a pretty quick like card game and stuff yeah it's cool yeah this was we we had a lot of fun but we were screaming like Give me that bean. You don't need that bean. Like when we're trading and stuff, and it's like you're about to have to harvest, and you don't want to harvest yet, and you need this bean. And so it's it's really cool. I, did I anyone like say bean there done that? No, nope, nobody did that. Well, that's nobody mistake. made any of the bone bonanza jokes, like because bone is is German for bean. Is that right? Is that how this gets its name? I don't know. I think that's right because all the all the expansions have that in there. But anyway. Again, that was a really quick. I like this one. I'm gonna get more plays of this one, and it's fun. I want to explore this more. I picked up the 25th anniversary again at Barnes and Noble about a week. I actually before thought the sales, about it because so. I was looking at it. I was like, man, I I actually like that game, and but my wife doesn't like it a whole lot, and so it doesn't get to the table super much. And it's not a well, it's, it is two player the anniversary edition, but that's like a variant, not the yeah. not the main game. So I don't know how that plays. Cool. Anyway, Bonanza. All right, so my last one I'll talk about, and this will be pretty brief as well, is one that Dean would like to make a couple comments about, and that is Land versus Sea. So this was one that was you know at the Barnes & Noble sale, and this is you are the land team or the sea team. You can play 1v1 or you can play 2v2. Did you know that, Dean? Mm, nope. Yep, you can play 2v2. Yep. Okay. Um, which I did. And well, okay, I didn't know that until you had told me when we talked about yeah. it the other day. Yeah. Well, basically, every tile is going to have land and sea on it. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty simple and straightforward, and you're going to place them onto this map. Uh, you're building this, I guess, sea and land massive map. Not really that massive. Uh, together, and anytime you close the land, gets closed. Like it gets closed off, like a castle on Carcassonne. You score a point per tile. Anytime the sea closes off, you score a point per tile. But also, there are some crosses potentially on them. And like, if I close off Dean's, then he still is going to get his four points for the land. But if there's two crosses on there, I'm actually going to get those two points. If he closes the land, he would get his four points plus two points for the crosses, which would be six. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some uh, other stuff that you can add to it, like at coral next to coral. You know, like some stuff like that. It's kind of like that's the base game, and then they have several like little modules that right. go along with it. Right. What do you think about it? Uh, I really liked it. Now, um, not enough to pick it up, and I should I should have, but just because I, yeah, I don't know why I didn't pick it up. I might honestly. sell you mine if you wanted it. Okay, yeah, but when I played it, we Jonathan really liked Maybe. this when we played it. So, and the fact that you can play two v two is is kind of interesting. Well, that's yeah. So I played this. Um, the first play I played was at a game night that we had at church the other night, which you didn't go to as well, uh, <laughs> New Year's, and I played 2v2 twice. That's why I played Bonanza, actually. Well, it was it was really fun. The thing about this game, though, is it can it can it can be very mean. Mm -hmm. Like it's like car, like you can absolutely if you see someone you know could score something big, you just you need to do everything you can to keep their land open as much as possible. Yeah, and like so it's it's hard to combat against, and I think that's part of the. The challenge, the chess match that you have, because if you open theirs, that's great, but you're not closing any of yours. But there are definitely times where you're going to say, I cannot let them score that. So no matter what happens, I'm going to not let them score that. And so I think that there could be some people that might get their feelings hurt, right? If they don't like that type of a game, I don't think they'll like this. Now, I played this with my wife, me versus her, and we played it kind of nice, and it 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 felt more like and it even says on the box a puzzle game for two to four players. It kind of felt like a puzzle, 
like a nice relaxing puzzle. I didn't really blow up anything that she was doing too much. She didn't do that too much to me. I was just trying to score. And I think it's a fun, I think it's a fun game. Um, I'm not in love with it. I'd probably give it around a seven, but it might stay in my collection because there's not a lot of two V two games, especially that you can teach very fast. Mm-hmm. And play them really quick. I mean, besides trick-taking games and stuff like that. Yeah. And I like tile laying. So I thought it was nice. Like at seven, seven and a half, somewhere in that, probably. Not sure if I'll keep it or not, but I, I like it. Yep. I'm I'm probably somewhere in there too. Seven and a half more is, is where I'm at, I think. But yeah, it's fun. Pretty good, huh? All right. Well, That's a lot of games and we still had more to talk about, but we'll we'll get to those at some point in 2023. But we're going to do our review of... Well, there's a hold up. No, uh, there's you got another a, one. Da, 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 da. This just in. This just in. I have to briefly make mention of a second poll. Did you see this in the guild? Oh goodness gracious! Nick Hayes did a poll. Oh no, I did not. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh no, now you're excited. <laughs> if I did a second poll, Dean was going to say goodness gracious. Then he finds out Nick does, and he's like, oh, oh I have to act excited. This is going to be right? really fast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be very fast. Great question. Dean, uh, Nick says, don't want to steal John's thunder with the polls, but how long do you leave your Christmas tree up after Christmas? Mm-hmm. I don't put up a tree. I take it down on Christmas Day. It's over. I take it down the day after Christmas. I don't take it down until after New Year's because breaking up is hard to do. Or take it down, I leave that sucker up all year long. <laughs> that would be my sister. My oldest sister would put that on there. Yeah. A uh, week after. That was... Well, okay. Or whatever that was. After New Year's. Yeah, yeah after New after Year's. New Year's. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 83.3% of people said that. Okay. And uh, I, that's where I voted, mm-hmm. and I agree. Well, that's, that's, I mean, mine's still up. I don't really, it's not breaking up as hard to do for me. It's I'm lazy and don't really want to take it down. Yep. But And then my wife actually ends up being the one that probably takes it down mostly, but... I, she likes yeah. to organize things a specific way, and I don't care. We still haven't taken ours down. We've taken all the ornaments off, and and we've slowly been doing it. We just had yeah. a busier last few days, but anyway. Anyways, that was good. That was worth that was it. A, that was a good one. That was okay. worth it. Quick to the point. Thank you, Are, Nick, for doing that poll. Yes, thank you. Maybe you should do our polls from now on. Oof. Ouch. Well, Sorry. I mean, that was a good poll. <laughs> Are we going to do Caper Europe before we do Toledo? Nope. We're not? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, let's do that. Then we can do two later. We don't have a whole lot to say on our stats anyway. That'll be more in our other episode. We just had a few that we wanted to share. So. Yeah, we, we'll we dive into some deeper stuff Yeah, later. Okay, so uh, Caper Europe is a... what I, I've never played original Caper. I hear it's a streamlined version of Caper. You can argue with me about that or not, because yeah, I don't I don't know. The weight is 2.12. And this is a game that's going to be kind of like Battle Line, right? Like you're placing things, cards out on separate sides of a long board, and you're trying to win the majority uh, at the locations. You're trying to be the best persons who do the best heists with your thieves and your gear. But guess what, Dean? If you don't win, it doesn't mean you're going to lose, because there's other ways to score points. So on your turn, there's going to be thieve rounds and gear rounds. On thieve rounds, you have three slots on each of the locations that you could put thieves. And over the course of the game, you're going to put out six. So you've got to be careful. You're not going to have thieves at every location, potentially, or not a lot of thieves for sure at every location because that would be impossible. You're going to put out thieves, and what's going to happen is, is when you're putting them out, they're going to maybe give you some coins. They're also going to potentially tug of war back and forth. They're going to have some masks maybe or something on there. That might mean, oh, I get to pull the... the little thing that shows the majority or whatever tug of war thing towards me too. spaces. All right, let's go. Um, and then they may, but they also may say things like, well, you score a point per red card that you have at this location. Oh, 
So why? I can score points even if I don't win this location. Yes, you can. Then you're going to put gear on top of your cards uh, for sure. And the gear may do things like go and snatch uh, steel. There's like little, uh, I don't know, what are those? There's hexagons, little jewelries, little pharaohs, you know, different things, little mummy action. Like, and those things will score you based on collecting sets at the end of the game. So if you have one of each type of three, you're going to get nine fat points for that. And you could do multiple sets. So you could lose locations and then just steal a bunch of those things and potentially win the game, right? Um, and, you know, that's basically it. At the end of the game, you'll see who has the tug of war on their side on all three locations you'll score points per for that plus your cards potentially score points as i mentioned earlier like per type of card that's on that location plus you'll do like your little your thievery stuffs what'd you think about it dean this is fun this is fun and i i z so garcia's I game of the this, year i had or played one this of his online it was his game of the year i'm pretty sure uh, i played this online with uh somebody from the residents of Mapletown board game arena. Cause this is actually on board game arena. Mm -hmm. We had played it and I think we both thought, eh, it's okay. You know, it was fine. Um, mm -hmm. It's not a very difficult game to pick up mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it was okay. But then we played this in person and this is usually the way I feel anyway. I'd rather play something in person. The art's amazing too. The art's great. The, all the, the whole production, the, the, even the insert, everything is, is just really beautiful. This was a really fun game. I enjoyed it. And the more I'm thinking about it, John, the more I, you want to play it again? I want to play it again. I know. Yeah, that's a good I sign. I really think that it's, uh, I, yeah, I really think that it's one of those games. That, like that was the same way. Like out of all these games that I've been playing, like I've talked about a lot, a lot of them here, even here today. And there's more that I played over Christmas break. This is one of the ones that keeps standing out to me. Yeah. Going, I want to play this game. It also plays in uh, 25 to 35 minutes. Mm -hmm. So like it's a 30 minute game that feels satisfying, fun tug of war. But what I love about this game is you don't have to win the tug of war. You don't have to. Yeah. You want to like, I mean, there's, there's definitely points to be had there. And also if you let your opponent win significantly, they can, they will score bonus points, one or two bonus points, depending on how significantly like they pull the thing all the way on their side. It's another two points. So you got that like issue that you're dealing with constantly. Like, okay, do I just let Dean run with this? But if I do, he's going to get all those points plus two bonus points. Maybe I need to tug it, you know, my way a little bit. Um, but, like, what I was worried about was that it was going to primarily be focused on location. Now, they matter. But the first game I played, I won two out of three locations, and my wife won the game. And I was so happy she won. Because I was like, yes, I've kind of been waiting for a game like this. Where it's, a, like, got a little bit more thinkiness to it, and you don't have to win that tug of war to win the game. Um and then Dean and I played, and I just I just suck at this game. Speaking <laughs> of vacuums, I actually was so dumb that you're gonna <laughs> you have like a regular deck of cards, but then there's four locations that are gonna add different cards based on the location. So if you pick pick Paris, you'll add cards to the decks with Paris or Rome. You'll add Rome cards. Well, somehow I left two Paris cards in the deck, and we were playing in Rome, and I chose to pick those cards. <laughs> Yeah, they scored me like one point because there were none more of the blue Paris cards. <laughs> that definitely hurt me. That was, it was good. That was so I, dumb. But it, at the same time, it feels bad winning that game, right? Like, mm. not too bad. No, you would have won anyways, I think. I played really <laughs> bad. I actually really love this game. I'm at like an eight and a half probably on this. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, just, I think it's a, a great, I can teach it to almost anyone, wait at two, fun tug of war, uh, J.D. Adams, um, my buddy, like 
kept telling me about this. Like, hey, my wife and I are... He said it, it grows on you as well. Like, hey, the first time you play it, you're like, yeah, that's cool. But the more you play it, the more I was just like, oh, wow, this is nice. And mm-hmm. and, uh, I, and I feel that same way. Like, I, I've played it three or four times now, and I just I want to keep playing it. This will probably, um, certainly, I think, make my 2020, top 2022 games. Loved it. Wow. Okay. It, I don't it could think even it, go up higher. I don't know. It, I don't think it will mind. It's possible though. It, it Jonathan might, didn't like this one. The more I play, yeah. And, and it is he doesn't a, love tug of war. It's games, an acquired style of game. I, I guess so. Although yeah. this is, I will say, this is probably the better of those type of games because you don't have to just focus on that. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get on to our fuller review of Talatum. All right, Tilatum is a uh, one to four player game. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to get out of the mode. I, I had Caper Europe pulled up on my computer and uh, didn't have Tilatum. Tilatum is uh, Simone Luciani and Daniele Tassini. Um, the designers of this one, Board and Dice. Yeah, they do all kinds of stuff. They do all kinds of stuff. All the games. You know them all. Can I say something? Nope. Board and Dice, would you please put some freaking bags in your box, in your games? <laughs> we ain't even started I'm just the being review honest. yet. And you're throwing I it just, down. No, I just like, I love you, Board and Dice, but can you just put some bags? There's a million components in here. So, sorry. And there's no bags. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So when this I'm game, get that off my chest. This is a dice drafting game where you are going to be taking a die from a wheel. Uh, the theme of this is basically you're going to have these fairs all over Europe. And every time a fair happens, you're going to score points based on the things that are happening at that fair. If you have presence there, you're going to have to move into those different locations to put your presence. But when you draft a die, this is the most interesting piece, unique piece of, of the game and how the actions play out is that I'll take a die that <coughs> excuse me represents a resource. I might take a wool color die, and whatever the value is, if it's a six, I'm going to get six of those resources. But you're only going to get one action. And so it's basically the, the reverse side of the die is how many actions, not basically it is, is the how many actions you'll be able to take. And so if I take three of one resource, I'll only be able to get four of that action. But each of those die represents uh, the value on there is also going to line up with a specific action. So all of the sixes are going to represent this one action for this round, and that will change from round to round and and so on and so forth. You're going to be moving your architect around to be able to build on different cathedrals, which is going to give you points. It's a point salary game. Everything gives you points in this game. You're going to be moving your merchant or merchant, I think, around to build houses. And whenever you build those houses, it gives you presence to be able to do fairs, but also pick up things along the way and also scoring in the game and also in-game scoring potentially, uh, yeah, along with the, the architects. You're going to be able to uh, draft these characters, and they're going to go into their different houses, and those are going to give you different abilities and points throughout the game, but also in-game points if you fill up those houses and put Crest in there. And I, I know all that's kind of... There's a lot. There's a whole lot of different things that you can do in this game. You can fulfill contracts by getting resources and paying those resources, fulfilling contracts, getting points, and unlocking your uh, more columns for your architect to put out on the board. You unlock houses by your characters filling up houses, and um, you can put more of those out onto the board. 
And at the end of the game, you're going to be the winner if you have the most points and you get points from everything. And points, you get a lot of points too. I, I think a ton. There's a 200 point marker. I haven't reached that yet, but we've gotten close. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I've gotten the 190s maybe in a solo game. But oh, oh, oh get you. Oh, get you. Okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. So that is to lay them in a really fast nutshell. You like that? Games in a nutshell. You Games should make. You should start a game in a nutshell. You should start a <laughs> YouTube channel called that. Oh, that'd be the first, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk. Just like first. we were the first to do Meeple Town. <laughs> let's talk first about the art and components. John already complained about the baggies. He's right about that. Put um, bags in the box. Yeah. So uh, this is what I'm thinking about. Can you put some bags in the box? Can you, <laughs> do you mind doing that? There's. I'm telling you. I, can I be honest? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm. It's infuriating. Like, do you like the only response I can think of is a publisher thinking that other people like to have their own particular bags, mm-hmm. which there are people that do. And I get that. But for people that don't really care about bags and now I've got to go buy bags or use Ziploc bags, which I don't want to use because I spent $50 on a game and you can't add 10 cent bags. That just drives me up the wall. I get that. I get so, that. anyways, and the crazy thing is, is like I say that not to like I love board and dice. I love their games. Like they're one of my favorite publishers, <laughs> <laughs> except for this. And this gets in my craw. Maybe that'll change. Maybe oh, maybe boy. we can maybe we <laughs> maybe we can make some change happen here. <laughs> John's very upset about this. I'm not upset. Really I'm not that upset hear. about it. It's just like annoying. It's a it's less upsetting and more annoying. Like okay. Here I go. Now I got to go find some dead gum bags for another <laughs> one of their games. But the other components, there's a lot of cardboard pieces in this game. Mm-hmm. You also have a lot of dice. The dice colors are really pretty. I will say uh, that two of the colors, maybe even three, I say three, could be an issue. You've got stone, which is a dark gray, wool, which is a uh, light gray, mm. and then the um, iron that's like a light blue. Yeah, the light that's blue. That's almost like grayish. Yeah. Yeah, so those can be issues, especially if you're playing in not well-lit areas, which is... Yeah, I, that was... I heard a lot of people complain about that, and I'm not really a big complainer, but that was kind of an issue. Like, uh, there were multiple times I was like, wait, is that that? And I actually think I got the wrong thing more than once. Yeah. I think John's complaining right now. You're a big complainer. No, I mean, it was... It was yeah, I just... <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I mean, I think that the colors are really pretty, though. Like, I like that, like, pastel bluish, you know, that and stuff like that. Like, I think that it's very pretty. It just... Just seems like, yeah, could have done a little bit better on that maybe, but yeah, yep, I agree. With All that. the other like player component pieces are very distinguishable. Pretty, I mean, the, you've yeah. got the architect marker, which is is cool looking. Mm-hmm. The, the everyone has their own. Um, set colors of all the and all those colors are are really nice too. Um, you got so your, I, little I ba- like your little wagon that's going around. Yeah, you got yeah. your big columns, your little houses. It's pretty much like a. St- Standard beige euro with good components, like kind of like my style, right? Like a fifty dollar game. I disagree with that a little bit though, because this one the the theme is the fair. Mm -hmm. So even on the box, the box is pretty colorful. The board itself is very beige. Yeah, but then you start adding out all the player colors, and it makes it look more fair-ish, right? Like it's. more-ish. More than most of those games. Maybe. Like the colors of the players are, are different and better than most of these type of games, I would say. Okay. Agree to disagree. No, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's just fine. <laughs> but, yeah, nothing, like, crazy out of the ordinary with, no. with the game. No. I would say. And oh. the cardboard's, like, decent thickness. All that's good. Yep. 
All right, now what about the gameplay? Mm-hmm. All right, so some things you like, some things you didn't like. Yeah, so um, let's just start with the action selection piece to it. That's really smart. Like the idea that you're going to draft, like you have that tug of war that I want that six resources of iron, but if I do, then that's combined with the one action of traveling, right? And so that's tough. Like, And there's definitely times where you're like, man, I need that iron to fulfill a contract. I'm just going to have to do it. And if I only move one spot traveling, I guess it is what it is. Right. You know, and I think that's that's fun. And on top of that, if you're the first person to take a die in that pie piece, you get a ward, like a little tile that does something. Mm-hmm. And so that's those are interesting decisions there, right? Like, oh, man, I don't love that action, but I really like that tile. Or I really like the resources, but I don't love the action. Or I love the action hate the amount of resources because I, I can do a power six action here, but I'm only going to get one resource. Maybe I could figure out a way to get a tile. I, you know, I, I think that that stuff is, uh, is, is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fair piece of this where you are wanting to get as many points you can get it. It's weird because you look at this game and you're like, wow, you can get a lot of points from that, but there's a lot of different areas that you can look at the game and say, I can get a bunch of points from this. I can get a bunch of points from this. Right. The fair would you pieces, say you could get a fair amount of points? I would say more than a fair amount. Okay. So when you do the fair... You're really hitching your wagon to the fair. <laughs> it's It feels good to be able to complete that well. So an example is, let's say there's a fair happening, and they all first happen in Talatum, and everybody has presence there, which is nice. So you don't have to worry about the first one getting to that location. But let's say the next one is in, I don't know, London, Okay. You have to either have your wagon or have a house in London, but there might not be enough spaces for everyone to have their houses. Mm-hmm. So you want to get there first so that you can drop a house and then move your, your wagon somewhere else on the board yeah. and not have to worry about being there. And then your points might be if you have a house or count all of, all of your houses and all of your columns, and you're going to get a certain amount of points based on that. Yeah. But that changes every game because it has a spot on the board which decreases as the game goes on. I think it's like four the first round. And then you add however many points that specific tile is. So it, again, if it's the house and the column one, maybe that's five. I don't know what the actual points are. Then it's going to be uh, nine points for every set of those that you have because, oh, I'm sorry, you're multiplying those, not adding those. I'm not looking at the board. I My memory is awful today because I'm trying to remember... Anyway, you're going to get a lot of points from those uh, from you those can. different spots. I played this game a lot too. I just can't. I need to see the board to be able to know exactly what. At, that that's is. why you pull the board up. I have all these cool looking pictures, but nothing that's actually actual. I'm staring at a board right now. Substance right on here. Anyway, <laughs> that is uh, a cool, fun way to get points. I think that also feels very unique. It's adding. You add those uh, yep. points together, and then you get uh, multiply. multiply at times yep. however many you have. So well, I, th- I think it's cool too that you have. I mean, like I screwed this up in our game the first time I ever played it because I just was dummy. But if you, you know, you have to have. Excuse me. Whew, you have to have presence there. But what's intriguing is in a two-player game or three or even four. It just it's different based on the player count, but there may be a place where you're going to have a fair that only one house can go. So if Dean goes down there and snakes up that house, then I have to make sure that my wagon is in that spot at the end of the round, which can be kind of 
difficult sometimes or frustrating mm-hmm. if I want to go to other places on the map and like maybe get some more of the tiles that are more resources and stuff like that. But oh, but I got to go back here. But I actually really like that about the game because it really causes you to have to kind of plan out your travel actions. And everything's so tight because you're taking 12 actions for the entire game. Right. <laughs> Three dice every round for four rounds. And so you're like, oh, man, there's just not a lot of chance to travel. And oh, but I would really love to get some new contracts and... I think that that's uh, that's fun, but then on top of it, another thing I really like about it is there are. I know that they don't mean to do this because it's Teletum, Tiletum, but there's a lot of tiles in this game, and there's a storage oh place where you can put four tiles, and the whole game like contracts are tiles, people are tiles, um, one-time bonuses are tiles, and if you don't have any spots, you can't take them. And so there's always this kind of like, not oftentimes there's this like challenge of, man, should I keep this? Oh man, if I've got these people, I got to get them in my house as fast Mm -hmm. because if I can't just let them sit here and take up spots, I've only got four spots. Yeah. Where you see that play out is with the characters and the, and the contracts mostly, because if I take a six point contract, like an action, six action point contract action or whatever, that's like, wow, I can get so much stuff, but maybe not because you might be stuck with the storage that you have to be able to put that in there. Yeah, you might not have a spot for it. Yeah, and the cool thing, I, this might be my favorite, one of my favorite things about the game. Other the Action selection is my favorite, I think. But I love the fact that I can really do whatever I want and I feel like, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, I feel like everything's valid. Right? Everything is valid, but you do have to, I think you do have to pay attention to the fairs. I don't think you could completely ignore them. No, but you can completely ignore some of them. One or two of them, right? And still do well if you're focusing your attention somewhere else. Like if you're getting all your points with contracts, which is like five iron and two wool. Yeah. Okay, I got 12 points. Yep. And it, and it, but there's also that player interaction in this too, because it, with the spots that you put your, your houses and the spots that you put your columns or, or mostly your houses, you can block people out of those spots yeah. for sure, but there's yeah. always other. Be the first one to get the bonus, and the bonuses are only one time of the whole game, not on the action wheel, but on the map. That's right. That's right. And some of those, some of those bonuses are huge, like seven, eight points that you can get from just putting your house down in that spot. Sure. They're farther away from Talatum, which means you have to travel farther. But there's also ways that you can travel quickly in this game. Mm. It, you know, and that's that's helpful as well. Yep. But the one thing that I usually really love doing, you know, I always have a strategy that I enjoy doing more than other ones. I really enjoy building on the cathedrals because I think that can be an overlooked action that you take, mm. it seems like. But with the cathedral, how that works is if you have a column in a location, let's say I'm in, I'm looking at this picture. So Forense, let's say I'm there, I have a column there. Anytime I want to, I can pay the stone cost for that location and it changes from game to game. I get the value of the cathedral for that location, the top tile of the cathedral, and the tile that's there uh, showing the cost. So I might get 12 points yeah. from placing there. And the cool thing is, if you're dropping off columns all throughout the game and then building up a bunch of stone, you can actually do that all at one time. You mm-hmm. might not want to, because, but it doesn't take an action to do that. But it might be John's 50 points ahead of me. And I'm like, boom, I throw out all this yeah. stone. And I'm like, hey, I just got 50 points from all of these cathedrals yeah. that I built on. You can see that happening, but I, I like how that plays out. And it's a valid 
it's a valid way to get points just as valid as it is to do some of these other things that we're talking about. Did you pause the game when you were in Frenze to play a game of Frenze? You do. You have to do that. And we did that we for London, Praga. Bruges. <laughs> we did all there? of them. Yep. It was, wasn't uh-huh. it? Yep. Yeah. It was, it was so fun like seeing all these names, uh, these cities, and uh, oh, there's such big board games in there and stuff. Um, there's also Paris. this like... I think every location actually yeah, has I a think game. so. probably does. There's like a king like track thing, which is kind of this like tug of war sort of back and forth um before the first player's first turn you're going to flip over a you're going to start on zero in the beginning of the game and uh you're going to flip over a thing that says oh you got to go backwards two on this track you start off on zero and you can get crowns which is an action which all it does is just moves you forward on that track right and so at the end of the round you're going to score points or lose points based on how well you did on that track and then also whoever won that track is going to get a little bonus tile and you know i think I've read some. I read someone say they thought it was like seemed like an afterthought. I thought that was actually a really cool piece to the game. Like I thought, I thought that was something like you kind of have to pay attention to. You can't just totally let your thing go backwards and lose, you know, ten freaking points every time, and your opponent wins points. And I guess maybe you can. Well, so the game that you and I, the last game that we played, I mostly ignored it. Yeah. Now. It doesn't really matter. It it matters. For, well, it hurt me a lot of times because the even just the um, the player order really matters. Yeah, I think. First, yeah, the, I didn't say that. Whoever's ahead gets to go first. So the player order piece is is really important with that. Now I didn't get any point. I actually lost a decent amount of points from that. But here's the thing: John didn't really take advantage of moving up on that huge. Like I could, yeah. So if there's if if you have a bonus like there, if you fill up your house get your crest in that house then you if and it has a little bonus thing at the top whenever you take that action you're going to get that many more mm-hmm. action points so if it's 3 you get the 3 action point you put it on that col- on the action space it's kind of weird if you're not looking at it but if you can get that in the king spot and every time you take the king action you move up 3 additional spots you can get a ton of points yeah. that way but i think you really have to go you you have to go for that more than what we normally do and you just didn't do that. So you didn't get any extra points. I just yeah. lost five or seven points. But if I'm gaining it other places, it doesn't matter. It, it does also depend on, I think, when you're making those decisions, the tiles that are bonus tiles that are out there. Like if they're really advantageous for what you want to do, like you really need some more movement to get mm-hmm. places, then it could be something like, well, this round I'm going to go for that. But if they're not as good or not for what you want to do, then I could see it being less important as well. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, you got that. And then Dean talked about the character people. Do you want to go to your final thoughts on it? Yeah, I I can do that. So a lot that I really like about this game. I mean, I love that you get a lot of points. It feels like you're actually accomplishing a lot, but I also feel that there's so many different ways to get those points. And I do feel Mm. like they're valid. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like everyone place that you go it's valid as long as you're sticking to it at least a little bit if you're going to go heavy contracts do it you know because Mm -hmm. the more you get the more points bonus points you get along with the points that you're getting for completing those if you're going to go heavy character that's great make sure you can get those those uh the shields or whatever to put in the crest to put them into those houses so I, I like that that's that's one thing that i love when euro games do is that i can do a lot of things and they all feel like I, I'm accomplishing a lot, and they're all valid ways to get points. Mm-hmm. I love the action selection in this, and, and those become crunchy decisions. John talked about it early. Do I want a lot of resources and less actions? Do I want a lot of actions, less resources? Also, this bonus piece that's on there, do I want to get that tile? All of those things are really cool. So yep. 
This is one of my favorites of the game. I don't know exactly where it's going to land. It probably will be in a top 10 spot, I would guess. I'm going to stay at an eight and a half on this one. Closer to the nine spot, honestly. This is really good. Out of these T games, I think Tawantan Suyu is probably still that king spot for me, but this is really close behind that for me. Yeah, I actually agree that I like Twanton Suyu the better. Um, These are two of my favorite designers. They work together. Um, They did Council of Four together. Um, And when they do, it's just, this was a no-brainer for me to play. Um, I agree with a lot of what Dean said. I like the action selection. I like the, I like the race two element on the map a lot. Like going out there and getting some of those tiles and different things like that. Um, If you build things faster, you get more points. Like there's a lot of kind of, if you, it's very point salad right? Like you're like, oh, there's 20 points. Oh, there's 10. Oh, you like at the beginning, I was like, dude, I scored 12 points on that. And they didn't realize, oh yeah, but you're going to score like 180. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's still good, right? And I think that, like, I think my wife probably liked that about it because like, oh, wow, I just scored, you know, this. If you did a board game, Dean, would you do it high scoring or low scoring? Oh, high scoring. Yeah. It just makes people feel like more satisfied, right? Yep. Like, so, uh, sorry to take a step, side step, but Grant um, from Grant's Game Rex, yeah. isn't that what he is? Uh-huh. Like uh, Grant Lyon. Funny, funny comedian. Uh, I watched, I just was flipping through like TikTok or something like that or Instagram reels. And I saw one of his things and it was, I think it came back up because it was during the World Cup. And he's like, hey, some of my friends think, you know, you know, a football or soccer or whatever you call it, whether you're US or whatever is boring because it's like, you know, you know, one to two, three to two, whatever. He's like, but, you know, American football that they love is the same thing. It's just fantasy points. <laughs> like, Oh, my team won twenty-one to fourteen. No, your team won three to two. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, there's some truth to that. You do score more points in right. American football, right. but it is just that that like that made me start thinking about board games and the psychology, you know, behind it or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I don't care. I actually like lower scoring things. I think it's kind of fun to feel like you. It's hard to score a point, but I think most people prefer to feel like they're scoring a ton. So if I design yeah. a game, I'd probably design it for the masses, I guess, if it was my first game in particular. Um, I like a lot of things about it. I'm having this like internal struggle is what I kind of brought up earlier in the in the um, podcast is you have this kind of beige, Euro-y, like point salad kind of game. I like the fair part. That's cool. And I like some of the mechanics. But I don't know if it's anything that makes me go, gosh, I got to keep this. This is so amazing. It makes me go, I really like it. Eight out of ten, I think there are situations I would recommend it, but uh, you know I'd rather play Zulkin. I'd rather play Twan Suyu. You know, like you know what I mean. Like there's other games that I'd rather play. I do think that this is a good game that a lot of people are gonna like, and I like it. I like it. I mean, eight out of ten is a really good score. Solid game. But I I, I could see myself getting rid of it just because it just kind of there's other ones that are similar that I would rather play. I would rather play Council of Four than this. I know it's a different game, but by the same designers because it's just different. I didn't mention this, but the weight on this one, it's listed as 3.32. Um, Which is a little lighter than some of their other stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't, nothing about this really felt heavy to me. And, and you know, my jam is typically 2.83.0, yeah. somewhere around there for these Euros. And this felt more like that to me. Maybe it's because I played it so many times at this point, but it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Something about this one just really connected with me. Same thing for it had a lot of cool mechanics. that I didn't yeah. expect it to, but it, it did. So 
Anyway, yeah. that's an eight from John, eight and a half from me. Both enjoyed this one, so go mm-hmm. check that out if it's something yep. that interests you. Now we're going to briefly, briefly talk about some of our stats for oh, 2022. Okay, 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 let's do it. All right, John, we're just going to be sharing a few, a few thoughts, a few uh, stats from our board game stats plays. app. Okay. Yeah, mostly from the app on here, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. And then this is kind of leading up. We'll do our uh, top top of 2022 coming up soon probably next episode i'm hoping there's still a couple that we want to get played and we should be able to not that we have to get them all played but more than more than likely it'll be our next episode um we've also got some other things in the mix so it's one of next week or, or sorry next episode or that's the one true because that. we need to play um brazil and what was what did you we've got woodcraft, and woodcraft. we have that's uh, the main. and clank yeah okay and i'd like you to play heat too so we'll, we'll see how all that plays out I have a feeling that we'll probably just not be able to play all of them that we want to. No, we won't. We won't. And that's okay. That's so, fine. Stinks, but okay. So what games, Dean, did you play the most? What did you have the most plays of this last year? So you're looking at the play count on here, right? Right now Is I'm that... looking at play count. Yeah. Okay. Now, how many are we going to look at here? That's... I don't care. Just, why don't you just list like... You know what? Go to your... Uh, this... like. Go to that... The insight one? Or mm-hmm. the... Okay. And let's just talk about like our top nine, maybe our three by threes. How's that sound? Okay. So what I have on here right now is Seven Wonders Architects, which is no surprise that that's my most played one. Yeah. Uh, my goal actually was to play this a hundred times this year. Now, okay, I will say this: I included a few of my uh, online plays, but not many. Uh, most of these are in person okay. ones, and that one was—I don't remember that one actually had more online plays. But I didn't include all my online plays. I probably did play this over a hundred times if I included those. But forty-seven times is what I've played that. One. What? What did you play forty-seven times? That was Seven Wonders. Okay, Architects. that's what I thought you said. It takes five minutes to play. So if I play that, five minutes, I'm gonna get like. Is it really that? Yeah, for a two-player oh game, gosh. you play more players. It's it's yeah, okay. super fast. Like faster than King Domino, then maybe. Yeah, about the same. Yeah, for what you get, you you really, I say five. I mean, a man and I can play a game in ten minutes. I feel like. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Less than that. Uh, so Clover okay. was was my number two on there. Uh, Dragomino, not King Domino, but Dragomino. We've got this a lot of plays in. My son's best friend enjoys this one, so anytime he comes over, we we usually get a few plays of this in. Um, you kites. play more games than me. Kites. Which is a new one, but I, I didn't a lot. put kites in here, and it would have made my list because I just was like, I'm not going to enter that in every time I play a game of kites. Oh, we did. I probably should. Yeah, it's the only game that that I think I felt that way about because it's so fast, and it would be my number one, I'm sure. This was another kind of, of a weird one, but micro macro, the oh really, the full house one. So the new one, we still haven't yeah. played all the way through this, but we've played through most of it. I'm sorry, not the newest one, but it's the second one that came out. Um, Ink and gold. Hmm. Kitchen Rush, that mm-hmm. one kind of surprised me on there. Foundations of Rome, and then Onitama snuck in, tied with uh, Splendor Marvel. So that's my top 10 there that I go. have on there. So I don't feel like mine are all that exciting. Like some of them are, some of them aren't. Because I think when it comes to just player count, play count, it's inevitable, especially if like you have families that want to play quicker games, that you're going to have a bunch of games on here that you might not love, but you've just played a lot. Um, Cuphead was my number one game, and guess what? How many plays? How many plays does it take to make my list on number one? Less than forty-seven. Well, we'll say uh, nine. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So that was my number two. Yeah. I think. Okay. My number two was nine. Which uh, is crazy. Number three was nine, I think. Which is crazy. And this is kind of the time of year that a little, I go like, um, I love doing Meeple Town. It's so much fun. But like, it, I kind of get a little sad that I don't get to play like my favorite games very much because you're just always playing something new. Yeah. And some of it's my own doing. Like, I do like new games, you know. So that was, that was my number one. My number two is 12 Days, that card game. Again, not a game that I love. I think it's, fine cool clever my number three though was a game i do really like and that was christmas tree so i finally during the christmas holidays got to play some games over and over and over again and i introduced that to i love christmas tree what a great what a great little fun drafting quick drafting game number four was sprawlopolis because i just played it a bunch solo yeah and i really like that one that's a good one number five was dice realms i don't even like dice realms (laughs) Like it was just because you can play it in like 15 minutes. And like, I didn't realize it, but I think when we reviewed it, I played like five or six times. And so that's why it's on this list. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which is like, it's kind of like the oddball of the list. Cause I just thought it was very mediocre. Yeah. Like I don't, I do not. I still try that many times. I'm still trying to sell that game. I'm not going to buy it from you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's yeah. Anyways, Sagrada would be my number six. Played that a decent amount of times uh, whenever I got it. Now, my favorite one that is on this list uh, would be Mosaic, which would be my number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, played that quite a few, several times, four or five times probably. Then Azul Queen's Garden. How about that? And Nidavellir would be my... Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I, my number 10 would be, I think it's a tie, but like Kitchen Rush is up is right there and Azul the Stained Glass of Sintra. Okay. So, but let's ask... The other question, what games, like, so the this board game um, stats thing does play time. So based on, like, the length of game, what is your most played time games? We'll do our top five top, here because it's got five. This is fine. This is interesting. I didn't, I'm You'll glad you, you pointed this out to stunned on my number five. I don't see, it's, it just it says I've played it four and a half hours, and that's that's how low. Do you want to guess my number one? <laughs> Yeah, that's actually harder than you think. No, it's not on this one. Because if you play a game 47 I guess, times, okay, so seven, seven wonders architects. How many hours does that you played that? 19.6. Oh, my. My number one is seven hours. <laughs> okay. But again, take into account, I really, I think it might say, I'm not looking at it, 20 to 30 minutes is my okay. guess, as it says. Again, I can play a game in less than 10 minutes. So, okay. Okay. Number two is Tapestry, which is one of my that favorite makes games. Sense. Yep. So Clover was number okay. three. Which I would guess I've actually played this more hours than that. I don't know what you the time it. is on this. Some of those games, we usually play the full count of that. Yeah, I do too. And they can be really long games, potentially. Foundations of Rome was my number four. My number five, Brass Birmingham. Wow, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm I jealous. Even, I don't know how many times nice I played that. List. I'm guessing I played that three times, and it shows up as two hours apiece. So I'm, six hours of that. Okay, I'm going to go my number five to number one, because my number five, you'll never guess. You know what my number five game is on this? Corrosion. What? <laughs> what? It's, oh, wow. That's it didn't funny. T- like, I guess I played it like four times or something like that. Okay. And it made my list because they're like hour, hour and a half games. I wasn't a huge fan of that. That's funny. Didn't hate it. Yeah. But like, yeah, sometimes that's, you know, interesting. Um, Cuphead was my number three. <laughs> but now I got good ones. Okay. Yeah. Number, th- I mean, it was my number four, Cuphead. My number three was Spirit Island. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty proud of myself oh, okay. for yeah. being up there. My number two was Gollum, actually. Um, I, th- I actually sold that game, even though I really like I like it. It's just my wife didn't like it, and it's kind of a longer game. But that's a fun one. We played that quite a bit early on, yep. I feel like. 
and Mosaic is my number one. So Oh, good for you. I'm happy. One of your favorite games. Maybe yeah. your favorite game of the maybe year. Maybe my knows? favorite game of the year, y'all. Who knows? All I'm right. surprised uh, Endless Winter didn't make... I guess we got it too late in the year. Didn't get a chance to play it as many times as we would have wanted to, maybe. I know you love it, and I'm surprised that it didn't make your list in particular. I... Yep. I am too, honestly. Yeah. I also don't know... I don't... I'm not great at logging all of my games. I... I'm pretty good at it, but I do miss a game or two. Yeah, I miss a decent amount. Which, okay, if we're looking at, since we got onto that that tangent, let's look at the number of plays and how many games that we played. So how many different okay. games that we played. So we'll do this last. This will be the last one. Okay. Is that cool with you? Yeah, that works. That works. Um, and we can, maybe we can. Because the other ones we're going to talk about probably more in mm-hmm. our next episode. All right, so insights. Actually, you know, I'm going to ask you one more. Let me ask you this one before. You're fine. Since go you're ahead. looking at insights, yeah, go ahead. Give me your top months. Like, what months okay. do you get December more plays in? December was by far the most. December almost doubled every other. Yeah, November, December, and March, which March is Tennessee game days. Yep. November is you have Thanksgiving. Also, Tennessee game is yeah. fall. So. I didn't go to that one this year. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, yeah. that yeah. stunk. But and then December. So December was by far my. If I click on that, can I see? Yeah, yeah you I can. Had, you can see. I that. had. Let's see. Where does it say how many just straight up plays I had? Oh, in December, a lot. I had fifty nine plays. Okay. By far, like, and then my next biggest month was November with thirty one. But then I've got months like October 13, September 13, 8 in August. I had a lot going on there. July 20. So like when, whenever it's during the school year my wife's working, I just am not going to play that many games. Which is normal for me too, but yeah. for some reason January was my best month last year. Maybe you just... 110 plays in January gosh. last year. But if I remember right, I'm not looking at what they all are. Uh, Seven Wonders Architects, I got a ton of those plays because okay. we had just gotten it. Um, Dragomino, we had a birthday party around that time that we played a bunch of them. And there was another, I thought that's when we, well, I guess not. Anyway, that was 110. And then December was my second one with, um, 40, 78, 78 in okay. December of this year. So, wow. okay. Year. You play more. I told you you play more games than me. How many? Uh, so let me guess that you played 400 games this year. 476. Now again, wow. I don't know how many of those were online plays. Let's say twenty-five or thirty, because I don't put all of my. I don't in there. record online plays generally. I I I'm particular about the ones that I do. I record long online plays. Yeah. I don't record like can't stop or something like that. That's yeah. just me. I do, uh, I don't so record apps really. Either. Let's say twenty-five to thirty of those, and I think that's probably generous. I don't think I have wow. that many. So four fifty. So four seventy six, yeah, is what I have. Maybe four fifty of those were in person. Steph Hodge would just laugh at these numbers. Yeah, she's at eighteen hundred or it's something ridiculous. like that. Or I don't know. I don't want to play that many board games. I I don't either. Yeah. Honestly I don't. I, I I I think it would make me like board games less if I did that. Yeah. I it's just too much for me. That's but so how many games do you think I played then? You played well, if you say that, then I'm gonna say you say three fifty. Two fifty four only. Really? Two hundred fifty. That really games. surprises me. I thought you'd be. That's much how many plays closer. I had. How many games did you play? Two hundred fourteen. One thirty-two. Wow. Okay. Now so I you're do more play well a informed. lot more. I play a lot more like kid, family, and like okay, then, party games than you. I think. How many hours then? Because there's a time on there. Not not for me. For some reason, I don't know why my time's not on there. What? Yeah. Under the. Under the games thing? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, my guess is that I I don't log anything but my plays. I don't log wins. I don't log people or anything like that. Oh, so, so I'm guessing it does something with that. Something messes it up. Oh, it says that I played games for approximately 230 hours. Okay, so that's not that's yeah. not bad. You would think it would do that differently, but anyway. How many yeah. days does it tell you? How many days you played games no, this year? Has that one blocked out too? 157 days this year I played games. So half the time. So that's good mm, for those okay. who are asking, like a lot of people do ask, like with us having a board game podcast, you know, how many games do you play games every night and all this stuff? And no, about, so about every other night. Well, it's funny because every like, other day. Wendy from Dice Tower posted hers and I was like, oh, I played more games than she did. And that really surprised me because I just yeah. assumed that her and Chris play games every single night, you know, all day, every day kind of thing. But no, that wasn't the case. But it was close. I think it was, hers was like 430-something or 440-something, I think. I think that was right. So, anyway, that's I, I like hearing those. What, I, Chris? I those who are, is Chris? Isn't Chris her Mike. husband? Mike Delisio? No, it's Wendy and Chris Yee. Oh, you're talking about another Wendy. Not no no no, no. Wendy <laughs> yeah Wendy kidding. from from Dice Tower yes oh, not, I think you're talking about our Wendy no no no, no. I was like you, uh, you've played plenty of games oh, with Mike <laughs> sorry to break the news <laughs> for you Mike you thought his but, name uh, was Chris like I was like wow that's horrible okay my bad dude um sorry Mike there we go <laughs> yeah there you go I know like geez okay totally talking about two different people my bad bro um yeah yeah so I and honestly though whenever it says I played. Yeah, okay. The other thing that I didn't look up, and I think I think there was a way to do this on here, and I just didn't do it, is how many 2022 releases did I play? Gotcha. It doesn't show up on there without, I think, breaking it down. So I didn't look that up, but I'll, I'll go back, and maybe I can figure that out before we do our top list of the year. But I think that was a pretty good, pretty good list, right? I like it. All right, so that's it. John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, if you are enjoying our uh, podcast, hey, when the Golden Geeks come up, we still have to talk about that. <laughs> You need to vote. F- please vote for us. And we have some kind of something crazy we're supposed to do. No one, not one person has offered an opinion on that. Whoever gets the least amount of votes, we'll, we'll do a voting thing between the two of us. And whoever gets the least amount of votes gets kicked off the show. Survival. Ooh, survival that'd be awesome. style. Like that? that would be kind of fun. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us a rating if you are enjoying our podcast uh, if you would like to support what we're doing go to patreon.com slash meeple town or buy me a cup of coffee meeple- buy me a coffee slash meeple town nine I knew it was meeple town nine okay buy me a cof- coffee slash meeple town nine we're at face uh, at facebook no we're at meeple town games on facebook instagram and twitter and we're board game geek guild 3407 thanks for coming down to meeple town okay john just real fast, since we're starting off the new year, let me hear some of your board gaming resolutions. Oh, Have you thought about this at all? Yeah. This will be fast. So I don't I don't really do resolutions, but if there's things that I would like to accomplish next year, one is play through all of my games uh, and kick out the ones I don't need on my shelf. Like, that's a big one for me, right? Like, I've got, I've got like 30 or 40 games laying in my floor, and my wife just does not like it. And I'm like, uh, I just need to go through games that I haven't, like, you know, haven't played Razor Carnet in a while. Is it still worth having? You know? Right. I got you. Like, probably that way. But, you know, and have to make some hard cuts. So that, and then on, to kind of go along with that, play games that I like. Like, you saw, you heard me list all these games, dude. How many games did I list that I'm super excited about? Not. Not very many. Right, right. And so it's just, yeah. Yep. I want to play Bora Bora, man. I want to play Trajan, you know? 
I'm with you on this, 100%. I would even add, there's one I'm going to add. So I do want to get my collection under control. I want to be able to play some of the games that, that I haven't played in a while that are in my collection for a reason and then get rid of those ones that don't need to be there. But on top of that, I want to play more solo games. I've been doing is, that. Is it, and I have too, but there's a, a couple of things in that that I want to make sure that I get done. I want to play more of my LCGs. I want to play more Arkham Horror LCG, Marvel Champions, and um, what's the other one? The uh, Lord of the Lord Rings of the Ring. LCG. Ah. I've been playing through a campaign of Marvel Champions. That Love game that. is fantastic. It's fun non-solo, but I think most of my plays from here on out of that game solo. will be solo. So I want to get all of those played. I've got Coffee Roasters. So I'll oh, that's to, right. Yeah, I punched it. I haven't played it yet, so we'll see yeah. what happens. And some other campaign stuff like um, Gloomhaven. If I can get my son in Gloomhaven, then I'm gonna be playing the heck out of that. Hopefully, we'll see. Mm. Anyway, that's it for our resolutions. That's it. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 